Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is uh, a very, very, very fun and easy and, and silly and hilarious and thoughtful podcast with the amazing Phoebe Robinson, who I just met. She has an amazing book called No, You Can't Touch My Hair, which Val was reading, and now I'm reading. She has a podcast called, uh, what, what is it, Val? It's Two, two Dope Queens. Two Dope Queens. She has a podcast called So Many White Guys. Two Dope Queens and So Many White Guys, which Val uh, says are excellent, and Two Dope Queens, which I just did I can vouch, was excellent. So I'm so excited that she uh, was in L.A. and was able to do uh, an episode of this podcast. So let's get to it. As I always say before I talk for seven minutes, <laughs> to, to it as quickly as possible. I do want to plug, uh, we're halfway through the season uh, of Crashing. We've aired four episodes of eight. Uh, it does make a difference um, ratings-wise and all that stuff, watching old episodes, watching the episodes as they come out. Any sort of watching on HBO, HBO Go, HBO Now. I think you might even still be able to watch the pilot on HBO.com. Um, and all of that is, is a wonderful way to support uh, me and Crashing, which is super, super exciting. It's obviously my dream to make this show, uh, so I really hope you like it. So please check that out. Also, all the T-shirts and stickers and mugs, and I believe we just added a damsel's do it their damn selves <laughs> pillow, which I didn't tell you about. We should, we should get one. I love that. If that's not too weird that we would have our own joke on our couch. I also want to say, if you're listening to this the day it uh, comes out, Wednesday, uh, I am going to be at Largo tomorrow night at 8.30 here in Los Angeles. I can't say who's on other than Beth Stelling, but the other two guests are super secret, super huge, unbelievable secret guests. I love it. I'm excited for that show. I'm also going to be in Grand Rapids this weekend, Saturday, March 18th at the Fountain Street Church. Uh, I'm not sure if it's sold out, but check it out if you can. It would be fun to say hi. And... uh, as always, we know th- this is a, a dear friend, I'm going to say, of the podcast is Squarespace. They're, they're uh, bringing you this episode and bringing us some good support and bringing us a great service. I don't know if you know this. They make websites. They help you. They empower you to make websites. So even if you uh, need like a portfolio to showcase your work uh, or a store like to sell your products and services, you know, a store or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace will give you everything that you need. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 10% off your first purchase. So start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD, W-E-I-R-D. Be weird if you didn't know that. Uh, All caps. uh, For 10% off plus a free domain with the purchase of an annual plan. I also love sharing some products that have changed my life for the better and value say your life, right? Yeah, definitely. Do you take Alpha Brain? Uh, Yeah, I should today. Hell yeah! Love it. Well, let's start with Alpha Brain. I always plug these two products because these are the products that I take every day, and they've honestly enhanced my life. Uh, so I reached out to them to see if we could get you guys a deal, and I was so happy that they said yes because I want you to try them. The first one that I just referenced is Alpha Brain. I take it all. The, I take it all the time. <laughs> I take it constantly. I, I'm never too far from my Alpha Brain. Every jacket. I have every bag. It's in my car. Uh, it's in my computer bag. I constantly have some Alpha Brain on me or in me or both usually. It's a uh, nootropic, which is like a fancy word for like a brain vitamin. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's literally what it translates to. It's a nootropic. It's like a supplement that you take that helps you think, and I swear by it. And uh, for the past three years, it's been three years, uh, no podcast, no stand-up, no writing, um, no working, no meditating. I even sometimes take it before bed to uh, give me funky dreams, which, of course, you know I love. gives you very vivid, uh, kind of crazy, in the good way dreams. And it really helps with my recall and my vocabulary. Everything, everything to do with communicating alpha brain is uh, my jam. <laughs> I like that I ran out of a way to say communicating. Everything with communicating, it's my... I haven't taken any today. But it's not a stimulant. It's not like coffee. Like I said, it doesn't keep you up. It doesn't jazz you up. It just kind of helps that brain get to working. So if you want to try it, go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird and you will get 10% off. The other one I know Val takes because we take it constantly and love it. It's called Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. This is a CBD oil. Even though it's hemp, it's not psychoactive, meaning there's no THC. It's CBD, which is what people associate more with the body feeling and the overall wellness, not the high feeling. Uh, as I always like to say, you're not going to take this stuff and wake up in the morning and not remember. <laughs> what did we just watch when we, when we were stoned? Um, mad about you. Oh, yeah. This is not mad about you, medicine. <laughs> That's regular weed. This is the only... Hemp oil that I know of, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the only one, that is grown for human consumption. Charlotte's Web. It's not like it was going to be pants or oil for your mouth. It's just made for humans to eat. It's great for, uh, I take it for back pain, neck pain, uh, middle seat on an airplane. I get fan mail from you guys. People are like, I take this on airplanes. It really helps. Somebody just today that I write with was like, it really takes the edge off and kind of a, in a, in a gentle way. Like I'm saying, it's not like... Uh, an intoxicant. It's something that you take for wellness. Helps with sleep. It helps me. I take it before parties. It helps me relax and just feel good and glowy and, and literally loosen my body. It's wonderful. So if you want to feel that calm, happy glow that Val and I love and everyone that I give it to loves, uh, go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code you made it weird for 10% off. I recommend the Everyday Plus. I like the mint chocolate flavor. It tastes like thin mints. All right? <laughs> I'm, like, threatening you. You should take it. Tastes like Thin Mints. Uh, yeah, that, those are the Pete's picks. Did I nail it? And Thank you. And uh, to close it out, I do want to remind you guys, please watch Crashing Sunday nights, 1030 on HBO. Try a Pete's pick. And thank you again to Squarespace. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you're doing out there, but chances are, whether it's creative or professional, you need a website. Guys, have you heard of the World Wide Web? You got to get a website if people are going to find you out there. So if you want to create an eye-catching online platform that brings it to life, that's easy to get a portfolio or a blog or a store, Squarespace gives you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. You get a unique domain, which you know strengthens your brand and makes it easy for visitors to find you. Plus, they have award-winning templates, award-winning customer support. It's intuitive. It's easy. It's not... You know, you don't need to, like, be an expert. HTML, this is point-and-click stuff. You don't have to install, patch, or upgrade. You can do it all with a click of a mouse. They've made it very, very simple. So, if you need a website and you want to show your support for this podcast, go to squarespace.com today and enter offer code WEIRD and you get 10% off. Plus, if you purchase an annual plan, you'll get a free domain. Again, that's offer code WEIRD, W-E-I-R-D. It would be wired if you didn't know how to spell that. 
Thank you, Squarespace. Try Charlotte's Web. Try Alpha Brain. Try Crashing or keep watching Crashing, whichever it is. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the incredible Phoebe Robinson. Val? Get into it. From afar. <laughs> From afar. Congrats on the engagement. Oh, thank you. I didn't say that the other night because I like, didn't really know, and then I saw on your Instagram, and I was like, that's really cute. I know. We told Ham, and we were exp- we, we were like, oh, this will be fun. We'll tell John Ham. This it, I was picturing you here. Is that okay. cool? Get settled. Get settled. <laughs> like, can you not put your stuff there? Before the Ham stories. No. You have so much stuff. This is what my nightmares are. Of what, of what, I, like, women traveling? No, no, not women traveling. Me traveling the way you're traveling right now. I, I have two cups and I panicked on the way in. Literally. I was like, I don't like this two cu- I had two cups and an apple. Oh, okay. And the was, apple is the yeah. apple. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I, I'm like yeah. one in between the legs yeah, and I'm yeah. eating an apple. And then you have the apple core. <laughs> yeah. Because apple is an insensitive fruit that remains even oh when you're done God. with it. Yeah. Like all... What's a fruit that doesn't do that? Like bananas don't. Bananas have the peel. Oh, yeah. A kiwi. No, You could eat the whole kiwi. Yeah, you can. It's funny that you say that because we subscribed. First of all, so good to see you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for having me. Please. (laughs) Divine. (laughs) Um, We just got this like farmer's box and it has kiwis in it. And I've been eating the whole thing. And Val's like, you're not supposed to do that. No, you can't. You totally can, right? Yeah. I think so. There's something evolutionary going on that makes me think, because it's so scratchy. Yeah. That maybe you're not. But uh, you're fine. Right? I've lived. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm totally fine. But you have all these bags. Why do you have all these bags? Because I've been traveling. I was in, I was, I've been in LA for this past week. I leave like right after this. And really? Then, yeah. And then before that, I was in San Francisco. And then before that, I was in Boston. No, my goose. <sighs> I've been traveling since like September. Why? Because at my book tour. Oh, you're touring the book? Yeah, so I finished that last year and then I was going back and forth here because. Yeah, it would. It got stressful because I was doing the book tour while I was like shooting "I Love Dick" for Amazon. Huh? Um, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's a you... Jill Soloway TV show. I love Dick. It's called I Love Dick. Yes, it's called. It's based on this. Is it book. like a joke? Like the guy's name is Richard, and yeah, his like... name is Dick. His name's Dick. Yeah, and it's Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Get some eggs with that bacon. Oh, shit. He's never heard that before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, if uh, your last name's bacon. You expect it. Just, it's a buffet. It's a never-ending buffet of jokes <laughs> you've heard before, but just deal with it. Yeah, so it's him, Catherine Hahn, Griffin Dunn. And you. Yeah, well, I, okay, don't put me, like, on their level. That was that was very sweet of you, but, and not me. <laughs> But you're on it. I'm on it. I have like a recurring part. So oh, I was like great. flying back. In. So it just Did got. Did you with the bake? I had like one scene with him and I said like, he said like one line to me and I was like, something tremored down below. <laughs> I was like, this is wild. He's got to be. He's an incredible actor. But he's got to be like, fit. I'm not trying to like out him in that right. Hollywood way, but he's an older he's, guy. He's an older gent. And he still looks great. He's stunningly beautiful. He's a beautiful man. And then he's like... Underrated. Looks wise? No. No, I just mean... Well, oh, yeah. yeah. You love Michael Fassbender. I do. That's a, that is rated. I'm not going to say overrated. Right. But nobody's not noticing Michael <laughs> right. Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think Kevin Bacon comes up in conversations about 
handsome leading men? I think he still does. You think so? Yeah. He's, man, he's got it. I believe that he has it. Yeah. I just don't think if you're playing some party game. <laughs> right. And the clue is gorgeous leading men, you'd go Kevin Bacon. You'd mm. say Kevin Bacon if the clue was uh, prolific wonderful actors or yeah something. but I, what i'm saying is we should remedy that yeah because we, he is a good looking gorgeous. we should objectify him more that's um, what i'm saying but he was fantastic like he's the like piece of the- meat he is <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be cut out of season two it's fine uh but no he was like amazing he was yeah. so wonderful to work with like the nicest person Catherine hans it's like everyone was great yeah that's so fun yeah and in between these the bacon was was a sweet bake yeah he was a sweet bake <laughs> It was like, you know, crust, like nicely glazed. Yeah, sure. Sugar, sugar glazed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he was great. But you were mostly doing the book tour and that was just Yeah. Like and then so I was just traveling from like September through Christmas. This is too much. I know. I sound like your parents. That's it, too much. It's true. I got it insomnia is. towards the end, like in December where like I couldn't. Fall. I couldn't fall asleep until like five in the morning. Oh shit! And it was like really bad. Like I would just be up crying because I'm like I want to sleep. No, and I couldn't. And sleep. And you've never had that. I've never had. Ins- I've never like last year. I worked insanely hard, and I think that was just like my body was like, you gotta stop this. So it made you not sleep? Because I was just like so wired. I, I was just traveling too much. Yeah. It was like I'm recurring on, on the Amazon oh. show. So I was flying back and forth. Yeah. So it'd be like three days New York, two days LA, four days New York, three days. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get it now. What you're saying is your body, it wants to stop you. So it makes you very tired. Yeah. So it's like you can't sleep because we see what you're doing with the fuel we give you. Yeah. And you're killing us. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. There was so like an executive bad. order from your brain. Yeah. And I How was did like, you get over it? I, um, uh... <laughs> I'm still not sleeping. Still, I'm doing much better. So I, I download this app called Sleep Cycle. Get into it. Which is great. Um, now listen to something to fall asleep. It's like a hypnosis. No, 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 no. So you just, you put it by your bed. Oh, that's not it? And like you angle it where like the microphone is like towards like where your face is going to be. And it just tracks your sleeping. So you can see like when you're in deep sleep, when you're asleep, when you're awake. And you can like kind of be like, oh, this is like how I'm sleeping. And it's so amazing. Why? Because you go like, oh, I'm sleeping poorly. And so then now. (laughs) Now I have proof. (laughs) I have proof. So now I I read before bed. Uh That's my new thing to like want. Wind myself down. It used yeah. to be TV, but TV's not good for no you. Screens. No screens. No screens. Thirty minutes. So <laughs> that's what they say. That's true. Thirty minutes. Yeah. So uh, I read this book. So U two's my favorite band. I know. I was going to make fun of you, but <laughs> I know it's okay. So I have this book. I was texting Jamie Lee. And I was like, "What should I ask Phoebe about?" Yeah. And, and she didn't even say it. And I was like, "You left out that U two's your favorite band." <laughs> And we were laughing. I was like, I feel like the only remaining diehard U2 fans are like in the Ukraine. <laughs> like, oh no! Oh no! I've seen them four times. I be- Look, if I went, I'm sure it would be the best night of my it's life. Amazing. It's amazing. They're, They're U2. amazing. But like bacon, they get forgotten. Wouldn't you agree? No. Like, there's a lot of people. I no, know they sell out. They, and they sell kill. out everything. I don't know. I, you're the only person I know that loves U2. Well, and that's weird. you got to talk to some more peeps. Do you love U2? It's just like you know. I, I, just, I'm a, I, I asked Katie, and I think I've done my my work. I, I did. I asked Katie. I'm a YouTube truther. Yeah. Am, I love them so much. From when did you since, get the bug? Like, since high school. Really? Yeah. What album was that? 
so I think the first album of theirs I bought was The Joshua Tree. Yep. Which is like amazing. Good start. And this is like, so the book that I was reading was U2 by U2. It was like their oral history. Yeah. So it's like 450 pages. Holy shit. It's really good. That's too much. <laughs> That's too much talking. Yeah, but no, it was like really good because you got to see like their behind the scenes, like how they came to be. And like, it was just like I know really that they, cool. They are like, when, when these days when a band forms and we yeah. have this idea that they need to have some sort of history together, mm-hmm. I do think we get that from you too. Yeah. Like we want to know how it organically came yeah. about. We don't like, for example, I remember there was a rumor that like, Blink-182, it's not true, was put together like a boy band. Oh, you know what wow. I mean? And we hate that. Boy bands yeah. are certainly put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But U2 really is one of those bands. I, I actually really do love Bono. Now I'm trying to backtrack. He's great. I do like Bono. He's Some people best. think he's a bit much. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Bono and his, yeah. his work and what he yeah. says. I quote him a lot. You do? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. On this podcast. You do? I That's say, so cute. Uh, the Bono quote that we quote the most on this podcast is... To be an artist, you need to have an overloving mother who's taken from you and uh, a um, withholding father. Yeah. And, and if you're lucky like me, you have both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Because everybody has that. Yeah. Well, I mean, my mom is still with me. Yeah, my mom's still with me, yeah, too. Yeah, okay, good. But even if your mom is living, you still leave. There's still some right. built-in drama of, yeah, like, yeah. you have this, like, toddler I don't want to say love affair because that sounds romantic, but you're very yeah. close with your mother. You lived yeah. inside of her for a while. Yeah, you like hung out. And then you're yeah. like working at a Kinko's and <laughs> you don't see her anymore. <laughs> like you're just gone at one point. I know. It's so weird. Like, because I mean, I was kind of an asshole when I was a teenager. I just was like angsty. Like I was just like really skinny and awkward. Like couldn't, I never had a boyfriend, was never asked out. And mm. I just really like, and I went to like a predominantly like white, High school in prior- New York and in, in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, in Cleveland. Yeah, and um, I think that it was just kind of like I just wasn't, you know, I was just like the black. I was like the only black girl in my grade, and yeah. So is I that just- all? Uh, sorry, to interrupt. Yeah. Is that all bad, or is there a little bit of a? I'm unique, and it, and people like it. I think. For me, I wasn't like, I'm unique. This is cool. I was just kind of like, uh, I just want like a boyfriend. I want anyone to see me as like a love interest. It's like very like Hollywood. So like I was like a friend, but I was never like. You were never cast as the girlfriend or no. the, or, or even popular. Or yeah. Yeah. That word, but. Yeah. And so that was kind of like annoying. So then like having like you two and just like listening to their music, I was like, cool. How, in what yeah. way? What what about you two yeah. speaks to the only black girl in a school in Cleveland? <laughs> I think I just like. I think you would be listening to like Rage Against the Machine or something like something that let yeah, out. Yeah, Because in high school, I listened to a lot of punk rock, and it's just because I felt like everybody feels when they're a teenager. But yeah. I had a lot of like anger, and you're listening to like it's a beautiful day. <laughs> just I like, just, <laughs> yeah, I like I like their their music is so like sonically big it just like fills a room and i really like like they're religious and i'm not big is like really good you should be u2's touring i should (laughs) give me 10 percent they're sonically big it's a great immigrant story um right Mm -hmm. and also like well that's what i was wondering they do come here from dublin right Mm -hmm. and they totally took over america there's something kind of outsidery about that yeah and like they really like love america like that's like how they broke was america like they kind of struggled for a little bit yeah and i just really like how positive they are and like 
I'm agnostic, but I really am drawn to people like them. Oh, and like jumping to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like I like people like them and like Stephen Colbert, who are like fairly religious people, because I do think they're interesting things about that I agree with. Mm-hmm. But I'm well. Not... That's the other Bono quote. Yeah, he goes, uh, "Religion is the temple after Jesus leaves." Yeah, it's, a great Bono quote. it's such a good quote. It's a good quote. Yeah. So they're not like super religious people, but they're. definitely interested in spiritual things and metaphor and stories. Yeah, and I think I'm a spiritual person. I'm like really connected to the universe. I really, I was talking to Michelle Buteau the other day and I was like, I think she's amazing. I was like, I think I'm low-key clairvoyant. Like I really do. Like I feel like I'm really in tune with like other people and like the energy around that I can sort of kind of predict things a little bit. Really? Uh, Just a little bit. It's almost like there's a radio station playing. Yeah. about what's happening and what's going to happen and you can hear it sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes I this I like I kind of have a a crush on this guy right now and (laughs) I saw him once at a roast battle. Was it like (laughs) devastating to look at him? I couldn't look straight at him. (laughs) It was just like blinding white light and I kept thinking about his dick, that big old dick. I know. It's a big old thing. He put it out there. It's a big old big dick. (laughs) He had notes when that script came out. What movie? What's that called? Shame. Shame. He was like, I love it. Can we just add one scene where my dick is... Like, clearly I've been batting it around a little bit. Right. But let's just... I'm going to get out of bed and just show it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good dick. That's pretty cool. That's a great way to start a movie. It is the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, I'm like... I'm in. Yeah. They should have called that movie I Love Dick. (laughs) 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 Well, you have a crush on a boy. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's fun, right? Yeah, it's, it's super exciting. fun because I was in a long-term relationship for like four years. Uh-huh. Did it recently? In 2015, in August, I called it off. Oof. Yeah. And Can I, I ask why? Um, it's a little personal, but yeah, no, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. Like we're both in a good place. Like we email and like we're we're good. Like I don't know if we're going to be friends, but like we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he we started dating when I was 27, and he was 23. Mm. Um, and I think part of it is just, um, you either grow together or you grow apart. And like, mm-hmm. I was really like coming into my own, like I turned 30 in that relationship. When you hit your thirties, you kind of like something clicks. Mm. I don't know if that happened with you, but like, you just oh, like, sure. you just feel like a different person, like things you used to like obsess over, you kind of don't care about anymore. Right. There's more like self-awareness, I think. You get a different perspective, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's and funny, because Val's 28, so she's going to turn 30 in our She's going to change. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be really exciting to see how she changes, yeah. and like it's going to be all for the better, which for is sure. really cool. I I think growing up is the best. Yeah. There's a great Native American, this isn't Ooh, Native okay. American proverb, or, you know, saying, yeah. where it goes, uh, no wise man ever wished to be younger. And I'm just like, isn't <gasps> I that? I love well, that. Because normally I'm yes. much closer to the guest. We're in a different room today. Oh, you today. have like a nice, your yeah, hands. I've never worked a day. <laughs> Do you use lotion? Your hands are very soft. They feel cold. They're a little rude. cold, but yeah. they're very soft. Do you lotion? Because I know a I'm lot a of white people don't. I'm a coconut person. Okay, Coconut great. oil. Oh, yeah, I use a okay. lot of coconut oil. Yeah. So yes, I do. Lotion. Yeah, that's great. On the face too. Me too. You use coconut oil? I no, I use cocoa butter. Cocoa butter everywhere. Yep. Sorry for that visual. No, or maybe that's what you wanted to hear. Cocoa um, butter is amazing. It's a, yeah. It's certainly been embraced by the black community. Yes. And the first time I bought like actual cocoa butter, it wasn't like a product. I bought cocoa butter. I was yeah. like, why 
aren't we just waking up with a system where the bed <laughs> tilts down and you slide out into a vat I mean, of it? Yes. It smells amazing. Yes. Let's be honest, it tastes good. Yeah. So you taste good. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I have I have no complaints. No complaints so far. <laughs> it sounded like I was saying that to right. you. I was just like right. one tastes good. Right. But, but you yeah. can you can infer yeah, yeah, yeah. about my experience. Yeah. By the transitive property, <laughs> you therefore taste good. Right, yes. But that's yes. a great thing. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm into it. So I, I do that. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I got distracted by your hands. What were we talking about? Uh, we high five oh, because 30s, nobody 30s. wants to be young. No wise man ever wished yes. to be younger. Yes. And so I think with my ex, there was also like some anxiety, depression issues on his, hand, on sure. his end, which are like kind of tough. Which are really like, they become, it's like two companies merging. Yeah. And you kind of incur their debt, which is yeah. fine. I'm not saying your partner needs to be perfect. Yeah. But that can be a strain. I don't feel like people, it's hard to talk about yeah. because we're just supposed to be loving. And But I've been in situations where I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. this, this person's issues aren't my skill set to like either deal with or fix. or there's, So there's really nothing. I'm just yeah. kind of, I've had breakups, let's put it this way, where I feel like I put down a heavy suitcase that I was carrying. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't think I was carrying that suitcase. Yeah. It sounds selfish, but there is an element of... It's hard. And like, I, I'm always like, whenever I get out of a relationship, I, I really try to live my life the way that I think Oprah does. So, because <laughs> I love her so Can much. And I think she's so... Did she's you listen so, to Making Oprah? I, I have it on my phone. I'm going to listen to it on my so flight good. back. It's really and, good. And um, I'm always like trying to figure out like... I thinking about Oprah today. Is this... I the saw universe. her speak. Yeah, I saw her yeah. speak at her. Um, I'm interrupting. No, all I want to say was, yeah, Rob Bell, who's a dear friend of mine and is a friend of Oprah's. You know, in the way that Oprah That's can cool. have friends. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just mean they're like business friends. I yeah. think. Um, and we agreed. We were like, that was the best sermon we've ever heard. She sang during it. Like she closed oh the sermon. And it wasn't like a sermon in the way that you think of a sermon. Wow. It was like everything that you would want. And she's wearing this like sparkly dress. And Ugh. I was thinking specifically about how everyone was taking photos of her. Literally iPads in the air taking fucking wow. video of her. And she just kind of like glided out, gave this speech, completely ignoring the fact that they're freaking out that it's Oprah. Like... By example, That's you know amazing. what I'm saying? By example, being like, let's calm down. Yeah. Let's just, let's do this. And then at the end, she sang and she had like the most beautiful voice. Oh, Everyone's crying. Fucking Oprah. Fuck. Fucking Oprah. So I I'm with you. I love so much. I love Oprah too. And so whenever I get out of a relationship, I always like to be like, what can I learn from this? Like, what do I need to work on? Teachable moment. Yeah. Very teachable moment. And for me, I'm a fixer. I oh, like really? to like help mm. and I like to like resolve things. And I think with my ex's like anxiety and depression, I start it, it. I think it was really good intentions, but I think I was ultimately um, coddling him in certain ways because you're a fixer. Yeah, to make him feel better. It's so, like we would go Buddy. to we go to like a party, and like the second like he didn't feel good, I'd be like, okay, let's go. Yep. And it was like, no, he. He needs to be okay with feeling uncomfortable for like half a fucking second. So <laughs> being like, let me fix it, right? make you feel better. So I, I'm a nurturer and you I'm don't a fixer. Have to put out yes. every fire. Mm-hmm. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. But I've been in situations like that too. Yeah. I've been in a relationship like that where I'm like, all right, let's fix this, let's fix this, let's fix this. Yeah. And it becomes, and then I wonder if you experience this, then they kind of subtly learn by example, mm-hmm. that you will always put mm-hmm. the fire out. So 
And I've also been this person, by the way. I've oh, been the okay. low status person that's like getting salved by the other person all the time. Yeah. And then, so I'll speak about that one because it's more sensitive. I'll be more like, I'll learn that that's what they do. And then I'll become even more mm-hmm. high maintenance mm-hmm. and I'll become more codependent because that's the dynamic. And yeah. you almost go like, well, you read your lines in the morning and you're like, oh, I complain that the, the soup is too cold and, and she microwaves it or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, did yeah. you experience that once the roles are set, it's kind of hard to break away? Yeah. And I think like in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, he's like shy and it's like cute. And like, I think it wasn't until after I broke up with him where I was like, oh, yeah, he was, I think he was depressed. I don't even, I don't know if he like feels that way about it mm. but he was just like he really liked to sleep a lot and he like didn't like going out and like yeah. i went on like a 10-day trip when i was in la and i was just like doing work or whatever and i came back home this is like when we moved in together and i was like so what did you do while well, i was going like how was it and he was like you know to be honest like i didn't really do anything i just like cleaned up a little bit and, like waited until you came home oh no and i was like Oh, this is turning codependent. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it until I was gone. And then, like, he was just, like, waiting. And I was like, oh, this isn't healthy. You know what I mean? For him, too. Yeah. It's almost... I'm not just buttering your bread. I'm saying, like, it's almost the best thing you can do then to go, we need to snap out of a Slim Jim. (laughs) (laughs) What if that's how I, like, broke up with him? (laughs) You give him a Slim Jim. You go, we need to snap... Out of a slim. <laughs> I would be a fucking monster, but that's hysterical. That's so funny. A comedian I came up with, Nathan Trenholm, I always think about he had a bit about trying to get someone to leave yeah. his apartment. It's a little bit different. Yeah. But he'd be like, so in the morning, I just go, look, I made you a breakfast burrito to go. <laughs> Like he will hook up with a girl. Yeah, it was more Damn. one of those. Yeah, I don't think he really did it. But, but. I do like the making the breakfast. That is nice. That's nice. Yeah, if yeah, you set me off with to... breakfast, okay, okay. Something to munch on. Yeah, yeah. Here, hold your heels in this hand. <laughs> hold this burrito in this hand. And good luck finding an Uber at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> in this scenario, it's three in the morning. Yeah. He's kicking you out. Oh my god! So what I'm saying is, you snap out of it. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's this sort of thing where it's like, at a certain point, nobody hate. This is why I like talking about breakups because nobody hates anybody. Yeah. But sometimes things just start circling a mm-hmm. bad area, and you don't know if you can kind of start it over. Yeah. You know? And I think. So the the thing is like I before we moved in I was like I don't think like I I'm, I'm really in tune with my gut and I was like I don't think we should move in I was telling my girlfriends and they were like you're just move act- in together yeah and they were like you're just acting like this because you never live with a guy you dated before and I was like yeah maybe but I was like something <laughs> feels off and like just do it and then like we moved in like the movers put like the last of the boxes you in. did move in I moved in I'm selfishly like ooh better story yeah. <laughs> And then, like, we moved in the box, and the movers left, and we were just there with our boxes. And I was like, "What the fuck did I just do?" When, like before you unpacked, immediately I was like, "I should not have done this." This is yeah. Sparta. This is everything. <laughs> this story is everything. It's crazy. I know because it's so crazy. when I was married and yeah. we moved upstate right before. Uh, 
I think it's right before she started having the affair and then we got divorced. So we oh, were only shit. upstate for four months. Yeah. But I remember quietly walking up this hill and we were going to our weird house mm-hmm. that we were renting just like one floor of it. And uh, anyway, I could talk about this ad nauseum. But we're walking up the hill and she goes like, is there a part of you that just wants to like paint over the test swatch we put on the wall and just move back to Brooklyn? Yeah. And I heard my gut scream, yes! Like yeah. I, I really heard it. Like yeah, it was the first yeah. time I was introduced to my how loud my gut could be. Yeah. And then, of course, I said, no. Right, because you're like, oh, my gut's just being crazy. And it's like, right. no, it's the most true thing in you. Right, right, you right. Know? Yeah. Do you yeah. really hear it? Have you gotten to, not not in the crazy way, but yeah. what does it feel like when your gut is like, don't move in with this person? It just won't let you go, right? Yeah, and it's just like, I I think you just like, the more you listen to the your gut, the smarter it gets. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like I can like kind of like predict like or like figure out how a scenario is going to go just because I'm like so in tune with it. Right. So like I'm trying to, you know, hopefully I would be smarter in my next relationship. For sure. I'm single right now, which is like annoying. <laughs> is it? Or do you like being in relationships? I do. I like having like I don't want to go out to a bar and meet someone. I, I, I hate getting to know people people it's overrated like a lot of people that are in relationships kind of like foam at the mouth and they're like imagine just going to ye rustic inn and trying to meet a girl and i was just because you know i'm engaged and i was we were talking that's what you said when you came in and we were talking about ham Mm -hmm. the ham story by the way was like i just couldn't wait to tell ham that we were engaged i barely know john ham but i was like this will be fun here's val and we just got engaged I was like, hey, we've gotten again. You're like, congratulations. And the, that was the end. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I thought Ham would do. He's so phenomenal. Because he's so phenomenal, I thought it might have been like a real right. side of Ham story. <laughs> we've talked about bacon. We've talked about Ham. Wasn't he great at the show? We just need to talk about Philip Pork. <laughs> and we'll have covered all of them. I don't think Philip Pork is going to make it. Okay, I'm um, going I'm, <laughs> <laughs> to write down relationships because we're going to get back to it. Okay. Because I have to, we have to talk about your show. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, so. Two, t- two dope queens. Yes, at Teragram Ballroom. It was phenomenal. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Val loves it. Val loves the podcast. Thanks, Val. I said yes, uh. If, if I'm being completely honest, because I was like, oh, I need to do more sets. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, I'm about to tour, and I was like, I need to do a lot of sets. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. <laughs> Two dope queens. And uh, and I knew you. Yeah. But it wasn't, I I should have been really excited, is my point, because it was the fine. greatest show I've ever seen was in my life. Wasn't it the best? But like, if I may, you. You shall. And what is your, uh, the co-host name? Yeah, see, I, I'm not familiar. I'm laughing because no one's ever not known Jessica Williams. They're always like, Jessica, and the other one? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Phoebe. Kidding. Yeah. Jessica. Yeah, she's Is great. she super famous? She's on The Daily Show. I don't know any. I, it's okay. What am I, watching The Daily Show? You think I go home and to unwind, I watch The Daily Show? <laughs> I don't know. You're a white guy wearing a zip-up hoodie. Uh, it's a Lululemon, That's- too. <laughs> I love Lululemon. Yeah, this was $130. Had to tell, had to tell Lulu. Lulu! <laughs> See, this, I have a bit about this. Yeah, People Lulu. tease me for wearing a Lulu, but it's a great way it's great. to, if you were a single fella, yeah. to bond and you have something in common. Yeah, like we could have hit it We're wearing the same clothes. Then we would have like, gone to Equinox and been like, let's do ballet bar together. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. she was on The Daily Show. Yeah. I don't watch any comedy. It, to me, Interesting. that's as absurd as, as watching Conan. I love Conan, but right. I never throw on Conan. Right, It right. feels like work. Watching, mm. uh, I think The Daily Show is obviously great, 
but I'm not like, yeah. Don't you get that way? I'm watching the bit, and it's like the code in the Matrix. I get it. And I'm like, yeah. I bet their angle on this story is going to be this, and the, and it's not relaxing. No, I get it. Like Sting said that he doesn't listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely doesn't listen to his yeah. own music. I love that. I'm like, I'm really like up to speed on that's all like, like work. fifty year old white guy musicians. I like know the men. Do you like now. Sting? Yeah. You here's <laughs> here's your taste in music. Oh my god. What? If you go to a, a tasteful inn in upstate New York yeah. and you come in the room and there's CDs already in the room for you to listen to, yeah. that's what you like. Yeah. Like you can put on Jim Brickman or Sting. <laughs> And it's like, you love bathtub music. I do. I love bathtub music. I love Uniqlo music. Like, if I could, like, fold a sweater while I'm listening to it, I'm like, yes. Uniqlo. Yes. Max Silvestri has the best Uniqlo joke. Oh, he does? He calls it Asian M. (laughs) Phoebe, Asian M. That's perfect. It's like, every once in a while you see a joke that you're just like, that is just a ruby from heaven. Asian M. That's Max so Silvestri. good. Love so Max. So, but yeah, so you did two dope queens and you like oh, fucking but, murder. I, okay, if anyone doesn't kill on your show, they should quit comedy. Agreed. It was like Black Church. It was. You know Thank what I mean? You. I went to Black Church uh, in did? Mattapan. Uh, and oh. I used to love it. The the sermons. Wait, you used to go to black church regularly? I went probably a dozen times. Okay. It was something that it was like our sister church. Mm. So we had like a the white one. <laughs> there was yeah. clearly the white one. Yeah. And then occasionally we would go uh, to Mattapan, which is like kind of serious Boston oh, okay. black church. Yeah. And I used to love the black church. I love gospel music. Mm-hmm. I still love gospel music, and I love the way that the guy would preach. But then the mm-hmm. audience. The audience, I yeah. call it. The <laughs> congregation was so into it in this way that you, it was like one thing. Yeah. White church, very boring, obviously, yes. and nobody's listening. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> the eternal gift of salvation, and people are like, very good, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing Chappelle's white guy voice, yeah. but that's what we're like. Then uh, doing your show reminded me of black church because there were like these three wonderful black women in the front mm-hmm. leaning on the stage that were just like, I'm like, I'm tired of simple weight loss. And they're like, right, right. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I want to talk about Jesus now. Like I really, <laughs> I didn't want to leave. Yeah. It was, but it was so great. It was so good. Yeah. Who, how, whatever you did, you did it great Thank to like you. cultivate this audience. And yeah. the show is amazing. But then what you, and I forgot her name again, we're doing. <laughs> Now I want to forget it so yeah. you feel super famous. Right. <laughs> you and Jessica yeah. were doing some of the best, best live, first of all, best live podcast interviews I've ever seen. Uh, but second of all, you. it was just some of the best improv I've ever seen. Yeah, we riff everything. Of course. Which but it's crazy. But like, did you study at UCB or anything? I took a class there and I did improv on my college camp okay. campus, but it was like informal. Like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Well, you're, cl- you're really good at it. Thank you. Because you guys would find... The game. Yeah. That's that UCB thing. Mm-hmm. And you and Jessica would figure out what is it. Okay, Phoebe's hitting on John Hamm. Yeah. I know that's kind of an obvious game. But it's you know also like my truth. It's it's my your truth. truth. Yeah. And I, I think shittier hosts would have been like, we're both fawning on him. But yeah. you guys kind of organically came up with this game where Jessica is coaching you yeah. on how to hit on John. <laughs> yeah. And then John is like slowly warming to you. Yeah. Throughout. It was like. Ready for SNL quality sketch. It was I mean, so good. It was so fun. I we were so blown away. We uh, left. It was the best show you. ever. I, I Jess and I said it was the best. It was the best one we've ever done. Really? Yeah. The one I was on or the late one? Yeah, the one that you were on. Because I couldn't believe you were doing a late show. 
We were tired. I couldn't believe it. I, I felt bad for you we guys. We rallied, and we, we definitely, like, brought it. But we were both like, that took a lot out of us. Yeah. I was just going to say girl. Yeah. Allow say it. it. You just can say girl. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, and yes. it's exhausting yes. when an audience, even when they're giving you everything you want, yes. and they're not just laughing at everything. You'd feel them, they had discernment. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. not just like this weird twilight zone yeah. where it's kind of a nightmare because they laugh at everything. Right. It's actually just a perfect audience. But even when you're just pausing, you're giving. Yeah. Every facial move, they're responding. Yeah. And then I was I was dead afterwards. I was so tired and I only did 10, 12 minutes or whatever. Yeah, it was like, it was a late because it was a 7.30 show and then we were done at 12.30. So it was like five hours we were performing, which I was like, this is insane. I could. Did you do a meaty greedy afterwards? <clears throat> no, we just hung like her, our agents came and like, hey, let's hang out, <laughs> which is like, thanks. Um, so we like did that and then just like went home and then. I love my agents. I do. Yeah. The key is to pick a restaurant you really love. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm always, I'm always like, we got to go to. I love Crossroads. Yeah. Uh, in town. Yeah. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, but it was nice to just like hang out and like just download and be like, yo, that was fucking crazy. Well, Val and I were talking about it yeah. because there's this sur- sort of stage high that you get mm-hmm. that uh, when I did your show, it actually was reaching dangerous levels. Like yeah. I got off stage and I was like, I could have said anything. Like it was such yeah. a, your brain is just, it looks like the 4th of July. It's complete white light. Yeah. And then you ladies who were doing so much more than just a little guest set, I there was a way I want to make sure you understand we looked at you and you both looked like tigers you know what I mean ah, okay. you were being very polite yeah. but if you looked in your eyes <laughs> you're like oh this is someone that's just been like putting a straw in the earth and yeah. drinking magma <laughs> yeah. because you were two dope queens yeah. you were just like ah! it was insane <laughs> it and was I was like crazy. it's almost the kind of show that I do I sometimes look at comedy and performing like a drug, and if I do it too much, mm-hmm. I start becoming like, this is not what happened with you. But if you did that every night, you start to become like an unrelatable super person. It's also like, that's not reality. It's not reality. It's like, I like doing that show, and then I did a show on Thursday, like a stand-up show, and it was like 20 people there, and they liked, they liked me okay, and I was like, yep, this is a great equalizer. That's like, right. that's what I need. You well, know Phoebe, what I mean? The next day, I did a, a corporate show, which was good as far as corporate shows go, and yeah. the company, everybody was super nice, and I was glad to do it. But, you know, you're in a ballroom, yeah. and people are eating, yeah. and you're like, oh, and I even said to Val, I was like... That is such a, it should have gone the other way. Do yeah. the corporate show, then do, yeah. do end on the, on the high yeah. note. But I, it was so amazing. Thank you for doing it. It was so I was, good. I was happy. Because I really loved your special, which is so fantastic. Oh, thank you. It was so great. So I was like, I hope we can have him on. I also had no idea, we talked about this, that, that Ali Wong is the most famous person in the world? It was insane. I have to tell you. Jamie and I, I can't stop telling people because you brought up Johnny Ham, And everyone like lost their shit. And then when I crowd surfed with John Ham, they were like, everyone had all orgasms. She crowd surfed, you crowd surfed twice, once alone. Yes. Once with John Ham, And we held hands. No, mm, no one knew yeah. <laughs> that like Ham would do it. <laughs> that I didn't think he was going to do it because I was like, we should do it. And that's he was like, I'm, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. The crowd was so good. It was dangerous. Yeah. Like you could have just been like. And I'm going to tell you everything that's in my head. And yeah. I'm going to crowd serve or whatever it might be. It was unbelievable. 
And then I heard the crowd cheer what I thought was the loudest I've ever heard a crowd cheer. Yeah. Let's call it a 10. Yeah. Then you said our final guest, and I'm standing to the side. I'm like, poor Allie. Me too. I was like, there, are they going to be like hyped for this? They're tired. Yeah. They've been standing. Mm-hmm. They just watched John Hamm crowd surf. Mm-hmm. All these other wonderful Chris Garcia fucking yeah. destroyed. You ladies destroyed. And then you're like... This night, our final comedian, and you—I felt in the audience a little bit of a, oh, I thought the show was done. Yes, right. Yes, yes, they did that, and there I was, was like, a... you guys, I was like, get it the fuck together. Yeah. And then you said this, she has a special called Baby Cobra. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then the sound they made—it was insane. Was it twenty-two? It was yeah. It sh- it rattled the walls. Yeah. I I had no idea. It was the most. It was a loud. Like we had John Stewart on. It was louder than when we brought him out. That's what I'm it saying. It was in fucking. And then insane. I, I, so I, so she's not like a staple of the podcast. She's not like. No, this is her first time doing it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was trying to get her, but you know she's based here. She has the kids. She's yeah, the show. I love Allie, and I love I love <laughs> yeah. that special. And I don't. It's I, phenomenal. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't watch a lot of specials. I watch that yeah. just out of curiosity and watch the whole thing. I loved it, but I had no idea that Netflix alone. It seems could take someone yeah. to like stadium status. It was crazy. It was crazy. She like killed, and her mom was there, which was like really cute. She was oh. watching, and I was like, I don't think I could do stand up in front of my parents. Yeah, I could do stand up in front of my parents Ugh. if it was that audience. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like guaranteed to have a good set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only crowd. Yeah, I could do it for. Yeah, but anyway, that's not about you. Let's talk about you. That was so. The show is amazing. That's Thank all I want to say. So people should listen. Yeah, but you have a bunch of other podcasts. I have one other podcast called So Many White Guys. Which I is thought like there a, was one called Woke Bay. Oh, that was like a web series I did for Refinery29. I don't oh. know if I have time to do it again. Okay. Um, but yeah, So Many White Guys is like, there's like one token white guy, I guess, and everyone else is either like queer, woman, person of color, just because podcasting is so white. Yeah. And um, that's been going really well. It's yeah, been yeah, like yeah. super fun. Val joke that I should say thanks for doing yeah. another white guy's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You know, it's it's not a great excuse. I, I was like, I'm always kind of looking, like after that show, I was like, oh, Allie would be great. Yeah. I do get emails that are like, you need to have more diversity. And I'm like, yeah. I completely agree. I get so excited when I'm like, oh, Marina Franklin, I come do the podcast. Yeah. But I, maybe afterwards you can give me some names because I'm sure you know some yeah. great people. Yeah, so many great people. Because of your podcast, not yeah. because you're black. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, both. And also because you're black. Yeah. <laughs> So you love being in relationships and you're psychic. We have a lot of things. Yes, going. I'm low key psychic. <laughs> yeah. Like I, so like I. Just you're in a different I, city and you're like, I think CNN's 72 <laughs> here. Like useless psychic shit. <laughs> Try 72. Oh, that was CNN too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but Jess and I did um, two dope queens in Boston before we came out here, and we did an early show and a late show, and. Is yeah, I don't yelling? know. I don't know okay, what's going cool. on. I think they're shooting a sketch. Oh, and we don't have a door. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Um, and <laughs> when I was flying out, I was like, it would be crazy if I like got sick during the middle of the show and still had to perform. And I was like, that's a weird thing to think. And then so we went out to like this seafood restaurant and I got scallops. I love scallops. I always get scallops. Yeah. And so we were doing an interview the erasers with erasers of the sea pencil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if scallops exist somewhere, there's some seafood that looks exactly like a pencil that we're not eating. <laughs> and those things need to fuck. 
<laughs> I love that this is what you think about. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, I've had, I've had, I'm from Boston, so I've had a long time oh, to are? think about scallops. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Scallops. Yeah. It's they're a, good. They're, they're good. I love scallops. Yeah. So, it is kind of like, especially it's what, what you wanted food to be as a kid. Just yes. like a white thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, a little bit of seasoning, yeah. easy to pop in the mouth. And Consistent so, taste. You never had one that's yes. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I've never had a bad scallop. Yep. And so then... We were doing the first show, and we were interviewing Jonathan Katz, and I was like, hmm, I feel like a little weird. And I was like, it's not my period, because I just finished my period. So I was like, whatever, I'm just being weird. And so then we keep doing the interview with Jonathan Katz, and then um, I was like, oh, no, something's wrong. And so I thought this was you being like... I'm pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Yes. No, and so I like as soon as we're done with him, I like bolt upstairs. I have insane diarrhea. Oh shit! And like literally, (laughs) you had a lot of hot shit. Yeah, a lot of hot shit, and that involuntary kind. Yeah, I was like, "Uh mandatory shit. It was so bad. So I text Jess, and I was like, "You have to bring up the next act. I cannot come." Oh, the show's still going. The show is still going. Ah! And that's what I thought on the plane. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, yes. I can predict things. Little, little whispers. Yes, it's little whispers. That's, that's what great. it is. Anything, I mean, that's pretty useful. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like this guy that I have a crush on, like, and I, I'm really good about, like, not obsessing. I think 20s women just obsess about guys. Like, what's this mean? And so, so now. Like, la- just text and stuff. Text, so like, you know your crush. It's not like a from a distance. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to like not think about it. I'm living my life. I'm in, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm taking generals. You're Oprah. Okay. People are giving me water. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a water? <laughs> I always decline the water. You take the water. And then five minutes in, I'm like, why did I decline you gotta the water? You got to take the water. That's what I used to do because I'm with you. I take the water. Yeah. Take Whatever the water. they say, say yes. Yes. I'm I'll like, great. It. Great. Yep. Um, Sometimes I'll go, what kind of water is it? <laughs> Oh, it's just tap water. Pass. <laughs> Such a dick move. Oh, no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? This guy's cool, but like, I'm fucking cool and I'm not going to obsess about him, whatever. I'm going to just keep doing my thing. And as soon as I was done with that thought, yeah. I got an email from him. Yeah, this sort of stuff happens. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good one because it happens so often. Yeah. Serendipities. That I don't even keep track of them anymore. You gotta keep track of them. I know, I should write them down. I had a good one, because I proposed to Valerie. It's different. <laughs> yeah. This isn't psychic. It was just serendipity. I proposed to Valerie on a hot air balloon. Because when we first started oh. dating, she told me that she wanted to... She's always wanted to go on a hot air balloon. Cute. And I'd like to say I remembered it. What I really did was <laughs> wrote it down. Valerie file <laughs> in the phone. It's got birthday. It's got ring size. Valerie. File. It's got gift ideas. That's really cute. <laughs> it's a huge relationship hack. It's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> technique. Dude, I've never done that. Yeah, it's a it's a good one because then you get to look really thoughtful. Because then right. I'm like, and you are being thoughtful. It's not really a trick, right? But I'm like, okay, I need to propose. And she'd kind of alluded to the fact that she'd love it to be memorable. Yeah. She's so she's zero maintenance. So I could yeah. have literally just been like, let's do it, and put a bugle on her finger. <laughs> Like there's one bugle. Yeah. You're a delicious corn witch. 
<laughs> Wait, how long have you guys been dating? dating? Uh, like th- almost four years. Oh, amazing. Great. We've been living together for two. Great. Um, but then, so anyway, the morning of, I planned the thing. Yeah. I'm excited. We're going to go on a hot air balloon. And the morning that we're going to drive to Santa Barbara where the balloon is, there's this, there's this uh, piece of wood. It's art that a fan actually made me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I love how positive you are. So I made you this wood art. Um, it's like the it's, it's like the size of a personal pizza box. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a small pizza. Yeah, cute. And it has a positive sign, like the plus sign. And it had fallen over. It's never fallen over before. Yeah. And on the back is the guy's business card. And on the business card is a hot air balloon in our house. Not like driving and I saw it on a billboard. That's the universe. In our house, That's crazy. the thing falls over. That's and crazy. sitting... And not like somewhere in the house, right yeah. where I go every morning to the blender where I make my God. smoothie. There's a fucking hot air balloon thing. But then like things like you're saying yeah. where you think of the person yeah. and then they text. Yeah. Like someone – it happened to me yesterday. I was thinking about somebody who I haven't thought about in so long. Yeah. And then they texted me while I was still thinking about them, yeah. that sort of stuff. I love that stuff. That Wouldn't you agree it seems like there's a thing – that we can tune into that we that we're not aware of yet. Oh, for sure. Right? And like, you, if you can go, like, my friends with benefits, I, I we tried a date and it was like really fucking stupid. So Wait, we you didn't had date. a friend with benefits. Yes, and so we this was like before my ex. So like, we didn't see each other for like five years. We like didn't talk, and then one of the benefits. Yeah, one of the. <laughs> Let's not talk for five years. <laughs> well, I think it was because like after he and I didn't work out, I started dating my ex, and like the other guy, we had like a really like powerful sexual chemistry (laughs) we have the u2 sound of sex (laughs) sonically very sonically big (laughs) (laughs) but it's like legit he's like the best sex in my life he had a great bono (laughs) okay Okay. points (laughs) 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 points that was such an at midnight joke that was literally would only work on at midnight yeah Points and it would be a reluctant point. Yeah. Points, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, so this, so we didn't talk just because he has such a great physical chemistry, but whatever. And so I had been thinking, I was like, I should call him, and then I just didn't. And then he was like, I. So the next day, I got a call from him. He's like, Yeah, I saw an interview about you, and I was thinking about you last week. And I was like, I was thinking about you last week. And he was like, Yeah, I just figured I should call you. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I know. yeah, Phoebs, it's amazing. Today, mm-hmm. this is going to sound somewhat name droppy if you care about the things that I care about. <laughs> okay. I was on the phone with Rob Bell, who I already mentioned. Great. And Josh Radner loves oh, cool. Rob Bell. And came to our show at Largo, and I put them in touch and all this stuff. But let's say Josh Radner does not text me very often. I'm on the phone because my phone sucks. It's on speaker because I can't hear it. Mm-hmm. And then I have it on the on the counter. And while I'm on the phone with Rob Bell, Josh Radner texts me. So it said Rob Bell and Josh Radner. I was like, that's wow. just like little things. Yeah. The ones that we, we should have opened with that one because the other ones we've been saying are better. Yeah. But like just constant little re- reassurances that you're yeah. like, oh, you feel like you're in some sort of flow or something. Yeah. And it's like you can almost kind of control things. Like you can't really. But like right. if you pay attention, it's like the universe is like helping you. Right. And yeah. you are building reality to a certain extent. Like, yeah. I think it's very interesting when you change your perspective on something, your whole day can go different. Yeah. Like, I don't even think that's necessarily magical or mystical. You're just literally taking a second to hit reset on the on the counter so it's all zeros and then you just go about your day yeah. and it's different 
because you're different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, you that guy called you after five years, mm-hmm. and then you had some wild U2 sex? It was crazy. <laughs> it was <laughs> but it had been five years. Well, yeah. I'm assuming he's not having sex with anyone else, so he was probably backed up. <laughs> like, he was really horny. <laughs> really excited. <laughs> Thank God you called. <laughs> It's not just your ex-boyfriend. It's yeah. everyone you, you yeah. fuck with yeah. gets obsessed with you and is just waiting for you to call. I wish that were... I don't have a great date. It's really hard for me to date. But so I know other women that feel that way, that yeah. go the friends with benefits route. Yeah. And does that work for like you? It, it's no. not. <laughs> I only like it... I don't like if it. If we're... <laughs> you just jumped right to the meat. I don't like it. If we're not in the same city... Yeah. It's okay, but it's like if you're in New York and I'm in New York, it's like, yeah, just be my boyfriend. <laughs> I have an idea. It just be my boyfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. And like, not that what I'm... is the? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What's the main problem? Is it that you know they're so close? Like, why are you doing this? Like, we could be hanging out. I like. Yeah. Do you fall for people easily? I think I do. Um, which I think is kind of like they're romantic at me. Yeah. That sounds like a very bachelor thing to say. Like, I just fall in love easily. Yeah. So I'm really excited about Nick. It's convenient for the show. (laughs) Yeah. But I really do. (laughs) Yeah, I think I fall in love easily. I think I'm like a romantic. I am too. I give my heart pretty quick. Yeah. And I'm like all in. When I'm in a relationship, like I am like, I was talking to Baron because Baron was helping me through the process of like when I was breaking up with my ex. And he was like, I just want to give you a piece of advice. And he was like, I want you to not date for a while. He's like, because you give your I want heart. You to not date for yeah. a while. <laughs> no, but he was like, you give your heart so completely to someone. And he was like, that takes some recovery time. I was going to say it again, but it's all right. Girl, that is the advice. <laughs> I was giving someone advice that they had just gotten yeah. out of a relationship. And I was like, you need to honor the you that broke up with them. Because they mm-hmm. did break up with them. And that person just wanted to be free and by themselves. Yeah. And a little time to mend. You were so courageous and brave to break up with the person. Yeah. Respect that person. Because that was so scary mm-hmm. and so hard. The person was telling me they were like throwing up. They were so nervous to break yeah. up with the person. They finally did. I was like, hit Pause. Yeah. Hit pause. Totally. Don't just so he gave you good advice. Yeah, and it was all. It was also the thing with my ex, where it was like he is an amazing guy. So it wasn't like he like hits me or like he. He's cheated. an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. It was just like this. Just isn't the right fit. Like it's almost right, but right. it's not right enough. And almost that's just, right is harder than exactly some monster. Yeah, I would. When I, the times I've had to break up with people, I've wished for a monster. That's the only time. Yeah. Because you're like, man, if they would just punch me or something, like I could just be like, well, I'm not taking it. Yeah. Every girl I've ever dated would have to jump to punch me in the face. But you are very tall. You're what, six five? Six five and a half. That's right. Wow. You're tall parents. Why do you know what six five looks like? Because, uh, (laughs) because Jessica's boyfriend is six five. Who? She's going to be so pissed if she listens to this episode. Oh, I, she's great. No, she's, she'll be great. She's so good. I'm, yeah, but her boyfriend's the I same height as you. I just don't watch the Daily Show. Okay. So I can spot 6'5 very That's it. clearly. See, we don't get that. I yeah. always get 6'2". No, like, come on. Come on. That's a joke. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a joke, but I'm not laughing. <laughs> So you have a crush and you're trying not to obsess because that's some 20 shit. Yes. And I'm like, 
the, I will say, so Ali and I have known e- Ali Wong. We have known each other. Suddenly we hear huge applause. Yeah. <laughs> She's not here. She's not here. <laughs> it was like. It was crazy. When I was in Israel, I, I was joking with the, this group of teenage girls that I ran into. And I was like, you guys, because they thought I was American. They just thought I was yeah. somehow a celebrity. Yeah. And I was like, you want to meet Britney Spears? And they were like, Woo! It was like one tenth of what Ali yeah. Wong got. You yeah. show that. Cheer. Wait, why are we in Israel for what? I just studied there for a semester. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was weird. Weird choice. For I'm like, gonna go to a war zone. <laughs> for like, are you a religious person? Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. That's dope. And it, oh, I I really recommend it. It was just fun. That's awesome. It was religious for like the first couple months, and then it, it, like weeks, and then it was just like, wow, I'm I'm just kind of like in a very different, yeah, exotic. Kind of thing. That's cool. The culture is different. The food is different. The yeah. people are different. It's so fun. Yeah. I really loved it. And uh, it's fun to be like, this is where they think Jesus took a <laughs> shit. And you're like, wow! <laughs> Take a photo! <laughs> there is some of that. Yeah. You know what it is? Is they go, this is the church where Jesus was crucified. And then 10 minutes later, they go, this is the other church where we think Jesus may have been crucified. Really? That's, what it That's is. so awesome. Yeah. I love that. Because there were hundreds of years before yeah. between Christ and you know, the historical Jesus uh-huh. and the time when anyone was like, we should write this down. That's so crazy. they didn't, they don't know where that's It's also is. like, why was it there a delay on writing it down? Like, it's such a, I know like, what the fuck were you guys doing? Like, you didn't have know. Netflix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're too busy to fucking write down what happened to Jesus. I, th- I you know, that's I'm not an wild. expert on this. I wish I were. Cause I've always, you've just made me realize I've always quietly believed that they did write it down while he was there. Okay. I think. Yeah. I don't think. I, I'm not. We got to Google this. Yeah. Council of Nicaea stuff. But it wasn't declared like a religion until hundreds of years later. Right. 150, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And then they went back and started putting together what That's we cool. know as the as the New Testament. Yeah. So anyway, little little lesson there. I like that. Thank you for educating. Because I know so little. <laughs> so like, I, I really like to hear this stuff. I'm pretty sure the people that, <clears throat> the way that we read the Gospels, these people didn't know Jesus. It was like, kind of like a, mm. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking because I don't know the act. But if you want to know, <laughs> yeah. just Google. I'm talking to the listeners. Council of Nicaea. That'll tell you how the Bible was put together. I'm going to Google that too. It's interesting. Okay, cool. I'm waiting for like the good Council of Nicaea movie. Ooh, yeah. who would you want to star in that? Michael Fassbender. Yes. <laughs> and his dick. His dick has a separate agent. I can get you the dick, but the balls are shooting in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest, nobody's coming out for the balls. <laughs> no. I can't no. even picture them. I, I don't have the faintest idea what they look like. I remember that hog, though. It was. Em- <laughs> balls are embarrassing. Hog is literally <laughs> the most disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so gross. Hog. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about ham, bacon, and hogs. Oh my god! Um, oh, Ali Wong. Yes. Yeah, Ali Wong. Um, sorry. So we've known each other for like a long time, and um, so there is I. We text occasionally, not as much as we used to, but I was like, she's like, "What's been going on? Like, how's dating stuff? We're catching up." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like sort of like low key hooking up with this guy. I tell her who it is, and she like starts laughing super hard because like she knows him. She's like, "Yeah, Wait, this is your crush." No, 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 no. This is like somebody else. Oh, okay. Um, And she's like, it's so hilarious to me that this is a guy that you're like hooking up with every once in a while. (laughs) And she was like, what's so great about you is that, and you know when a friend says something that's like, 
it's a truth bomb and like it's funny but also like hurts a little bit oh, where you're like sure. oh you got right to the heart of that she yes. goes she's like what's so great about you is that you always date or hook up with mediocre guys Wow. and i was like Oh shit! That that scene is in the preview of your life. Yeah, like the movie trailer. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you guys yeah. are saying. She goes, "You always hook up with mediocre guys." Yeah, Phoebe Robinson was a writer <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> it's also an eighties movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's crazy. So she thinks you sw- you're kind of picking up crawfish, not <laughs> snatching yeah. eagles. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> If you're not laughing, you're not picturing you one-handed grabbing a passing eagle. Just feathers fly, but you're going down for the crawfish yeah. in, in the salt water. Yeah, and and I'm just like, I'm working on that because I think in my 20s, I had like really low self-esteem. And I'm like, I'm really coming out of that in my 30s. And she's like, no, I think it's great because otherwise you'd be too perfect. But I think it's funny mm. that you date guys that aren't Interesting. Worthy. Do you think, see, what... Mm-hmm. I, up, uh, what's it called? Upper limit issues? Like, are you afraid of meeting the right person? I'm not afraid of meeting the right person. I just didn't think I was worthy of, like... Like, whenever a guy dated me, I was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I was yeah. just, like, grateful yeah. that someone wanted to be with me. As yeah. opposed to me being like, yeah, I'm, like, cute. And I'm, like, funny. I'm, like, right. talented. Like, I never viewed it that way. Right. I was That's always funny. lucky. A person that... I hope they don't mind me saying this. I remember telling Baron. Yeah. I was like, because he would talk about being insecure. And I was like, Baron, if you knew yeah. how I saw you mm-hmm. and how I think a lot of people, and now I think he does. Yeah. Like he's, that was 10, 12 years yeah. ago. It was like, you're, I'm nervous to be being having lunch with you. Like, yeah. Was, so you're starting to wake up. Yeah. To your, and just realize that like. I'm a I'm a catch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes people need to yeah step outside of themselves and have an Ali Wong moment. Yeah. So now, are you? Is your crush an eagle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He's a pretty big eagle. Is he in in showbiz? <clears throat> I mean. Oh, he's an agent. Ma- <laughs> so is this guy at UTA? He's in the film division. <laughs> I've never known a comedian that dated an agent before. That would I be would hilarious. try. I think it would be funny, but also like really bad, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why? What if I like dated the agent and then was like, but we he like wasn't mine? Yeah. Like he worked for someone else, like other people. I yeah. I think I, that'd be okay. It could be, I yeah. suppose. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If, if Valerie was in show business. What does she do? She, well, she works for a charity called Real Girl. Always happy to give Real Girl a oh, shout shit. out. Oh, She's like donate. dope as fuck. She is dope as fuck. She's going to be thrilled that you said that. Yeah. Jessica's going to be bummed. <laughs> Val's going to be excited. <laughs> um, so she works for Real Girl, which is a female empowerment program for girls uh, between, I believe it's the ages of nine and 13 or something. Like the most vulnerable. Wow. It's where your self-esteem gets cut in half. Yeah. So they do the, you'd like, I think you'd like this. Yeah. I think anyone would like this. But they go through like Vogue magazines and they put post-its on the girls that say, get real, you don't define me. And they're like, isn't that, it's I enough to make me cry. I wish I had that. I know. I had major body issues for As a, a really kid? long time. Really? 
Yeah, because I'm like, uh, this is the biggest I've ever been. I've always been, I was always like really, really skinny and I like didn't have boobs. I think like, you look great, by the way. Thank you. I think I look great too. I've been like, I joined Equinox, which is like the Scientology of like working out. I fucking love that place. Really? But I'm it's always just like, to the left of CrossFit. It's also kind of it's extreme. It's so great. But I'm like, do you Equinox? <laughs> like, yes, I ask people that. It's like so gross. Yeah, I, I what is, ah, oh, shit. I was trying to think of an Equinox joke. Like the Nivernal. I couldn't think of the right word. What's Nivernal? Like an, an Equinox. Like it's a, it's a summer solstice ceremony. Oh. Let's forget I yeah. ever said said no, anything that's just i just didn't know that word yeah no it's not a real word <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> no the one i said equinox says keep going yeah. <laughs> so you're big into it but you were a skinny a skinny lady growing yeah, like super was, skinny yeah and i was always like my i wanted to look like tyra banks that's who i wanted to look like yeah and i will never look like her yeah ever. so you wanted to look like the woman who if a ufo landed and we couldn't figure out how to start it could walk on elegantly and place her hand on a on a cool ivory slab, yes. and then it goes because <laughs> that's who Tyra Banks yeah. is. <laughs> I just like want that's a very accurate description of her and her career. It's just out of this world. Like, yeah, you can't compete with that. But I was just like, I was like, I just was like, you gotta have like big boobs and be curvy and tall and like it really like fucked me up for a long time because I didn't look like that. Right, you needed a poster that yeah. said, "Get real, you don't define me." Yeah. So now when I see it, like people, I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah, she's hot. Like, but I'm like, who cares? Right. Whatever. I'm cool. Ah! You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like, I'm not like a 12 or whatever, but like, I'm fucking smart. And that counts. Yeah, for, oh my God. Like, someone being hot, like, literally only matters for like the first month. And then you're I, kind of like, all right. I couldn't cares. agree more. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's something you kind of, I think, you get over. Yeah. And maybe it's in your 30s. Yeah. You go like, I thought I was supposed to be like, as a guy, I'm like, I'm supposed to date a, a Tyra Banks and she's supposed to be this and that. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Yeah. The foods we don't eat? <laughs> Get out of my fucking face. I'll alert you when the UFO lands and we need your hand for the cold slab. Otherwise, I need like a real person a that real you can person. talk to and laugh and yes. like do. I, I, I don't even want to say do bits. Val and I. Just laugh. There's like mm. laughter and joy. And I come home and she's filling the house with music and Aww. painting. She just set up the easel that I got her for Christmas and she's at home painting. That's And that's cute. what she brings into the life. Or I could have someone at home lounging by a pool yeah. and trying really hard to limit their water intake because <laughs> they don't want to be too bloated for the party. Yeah. Get out of it's my boring. fucking face. It's boring. Because <laughs> I, I feel like 80% of relationships is just like hanging out. It's fucking hanging out. Yeah. You have to be a solid hang or it's not going to last. I think you need a good mix of... You know, you do obviously want to be attracted to them. And yeah. There's the sexual side, and and that's super important. But that is part of it. The other part should be like, I'm a best friender. They yeah. should be your best friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big cute. thing with Val and I. Was I was like, we tell tell each other everything. We're wow. very honest. She knows all my good stories, all my sex stories, all my weird, <laughs> whoring it up. I'm meaning I'm the horror. You used to hoe it up. Oh, I hoed it up for a good year and a half. You did? It was, it was fun. I don't really, I mean, <laughs> my hoe it up phase was like literally you like, it up as your... like for one, one and a half months. Like really? I went to Vegas like shortly after I broke up with my ex and- How did we make a city that everyone's like, 
I'm going to make some bad decisions. Yeah, no. I'm going to go it was, there. But it was for Jamie Lee's uh, bachelorette party. Oh, fun. And I made out with like three guys in like one night. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm like from Cleveland. So I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> I was like, this is so scandalous. But it was like super fucking dope. And then like I had a threesome, which was pretty cool. Two dudes? No, it was a couple. Oh. And I'm friends with them. And it's great. Really? That's what you got to do. I, you got to do it with friends, I think. Yeah. It's weird to be like with a stranger because you want it to be like, like sex is like literally ridiculous. Like it's so like when you think about it, it's like it's just hilarious that people do this. And it's hilarious that we sometimes, that's the only thing you can think about. Yeah. Like it's like I, as soon as I'm done, I'm kind of like, what was that about? Right. You like, you come back into your body. You're like, it's like paying for a meal at the end. Yeah. Like you're stuffed and you're like, yeah. oh, I never want to eat again. And you're just like, it's a Seinfeld bit. But he's like, why am I paying for this now? Yeah. <laughs> but sex, like I had that relationship too where I'm yeah. like, it sometimes seems so unimportant. And then other times I'm like, this is everything yeah. to me. Yeah. But you did it with a couple because mm-hmm. I, uh, Val and I are open to that sort of thing. We don't really. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Podcast, podcast exclusive. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you the main perk of that is yeah. that I feel mentally free. Like mm. I don't feel any walls or boundaries. Yeah. And whether or not I act on that or we yeah. act on that as a couple yeah. is, is irrelevant. I walk around just feeling a little bit lighter and less yeah. restrained. Again, it's mostly a, an idea yeah, rather yeah. than a practice. Yeah. So it was like cool. And then like I hooked up with this other dude and like that was it. Then I was like, I'm good. Ha. <laughs> I like don't need to hold it up anymore. You hold it up just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little taste. And yeah. you're still friends with the couple? Mm-hmm. And they're not like always inviting you over for wine. <laughs> no, we was... just got a hot tub and these new robes. It, it's Let's smoke like... a joint with a roach clip. Pass <laughs> it around the barrel-shaped tub. No, it's like it was like the most chill thing. And yeah, it was in great. Vegas. No, no, no. This is like oh. friends. Like in, in, in how did it happen? Do you mind? Um. Yeah, going to a little uh, just a smidge, yeah. just a peppering of details. So it was like shortly. Did after... Did you talk about it and then do it, or was it like? So shortly after I <laughs> broke up with my ex, they were like, "Yo, you know, we like kind of talked about like the three of us like doing whatever," and I was like. Oh, like I never thought about threesome. Who said that? The dude or the lady? The lady. The lady. You send the lady. Yeah. <laughs> you, you discuss together, right, and the guy right. is trying to be cool. He's like, "Yo, I think that, I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be fun." Inside, he's doing jumping jacks. Yeah, he's like, "This is fucking amazing." And then, yeah, yeah. And then you send the lady. Yeah. If you're gonna do interrelational uh, politics, yeah, you want to the elect lady. the lady to go, yeah, and she says, "So Phoebe, yeah." And I was like, "Oh, like never really thought about a threesome before," and I was like, "That'd be kind of cool." And so then, like, nothing happened, and then like, wait, so it was just an idea, and you were kind of like, "Oh, I'm open to it." Yeah. Were you drinking <laughs> when they discussed it with you? No. So it was just her. Like he wasn't there. So okay. we were just having like a friend hang out. She's like, by the way, like this is like something that. I and then to- later that night when he came home, she was like, guess what? <laughs> she said, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and so then nothing happened. He and didn't then- even have anything in his mouth, but he still did a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> How did you have sangria in your mouth? Magically. <laughs> oh my God. And then so like, um, 
Nothing happened. And then I just like started like sexting her. Uh, like what the three of us would like do. And like I'm a writer, so it was like really good. Um, Isn't that funny? But it was like great because like I would do that and then I would like go watch like The Good Wife. So I was like multitasking, which I was like, this is like how life should be. Wait, is The Good Wife, does that have like. No, it's just a TV show. Oh, so okay. like I'm just like watching TV and like sexting. Is Jessica on The Good no. Wife? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you just mean like you got one foot in the sexting tub and the yeah. other one you're just, just watching, watching The Good Teeve, Wife. Watching yeah. Teeve, <laughs> watching Teeve. Watching Teeve. And then that was going on for a while. And so they would like read the sex and then like they would go have sex. And I'd oh. be like, cool. Um, and then. They were like, so this was going on for like a few weeks. And they were like, hey, maybe we should like rent a hotel. And I was like, no, 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 no. This feels too much like a production. I don't want, like, let's just keep it natch. Natch. Um, and so. Interesting though, because the hotel sterilizes, like if they, if you do it in their house. Yeah. It's happened in the house. Yeah. You do it in your house. They kind of like the memory of it is there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's much risk of it going sideways, but if it did, it happens in your house. Right. If you're in a hotel, you're like, shit, uh, this is awkward, and then you call down for champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any Molly? <laughs> Calling the front desk. Do you have Viagra and Molly? They're like, this is the W. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so and, you next the hotel. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So then nothing happened, and then her and I just like went out to dinner just to like have a friend hang, and I was like... I'm like attracted to her right now. So like we were taking like a car back. She's going to drop me off at the the subway and then she was going to take the car home. And I was like, I kind of want to kiss you right now. Is that like cool? Oh my God. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah. And then we like made out a little bit in the back of this cab. I'm sure the cab driver like got like a fucking raging heart on. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> he's I was, driving with yeah, it. He's like, great. Five stars. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> I was like, what if I just come back to your place and we'll just hang out and see what happens? Yeah, but at this point, the launch sequ- the lady launch sequence has been initiated. Right. Yeah, so then she called her, bu- her, her, her boo and she's like, hey, so yeah, Phoebe's going to come over. We're just going to hang out. And then it was like a really cool experience. It was like super dope. Really? Yeah. I'm like, so it. happy. Yeah. That's it was really great. Nice. It was like nice and loving and also like really sexy and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Val and I had something somewhat similar where, uh, uh, this is so weird, it's kind of her story. Yeah. But I'll, I'll jump to the punchline. So we had a, a three-way and then at the end we both were kind of like, all right, it's it's done. We need to get this, not yeah. get the person out of there, but we were like, we kind of just want to go home. Right. But then we really bonded over that. That's like, cute. I have all these stories, like, guys will get together and joke about, like, and then it was weird and I just wanted to leave. And now Val and I, like, shared that experience <laughs> and we were laughing that. so hard. The person was lovely and it was great. There was yeah. nothing they need to be embarrassed about, but it's like, it was fun you to bond like over that. Yeah. yeah, but they, we went on like a little adventure together. Yeah, I like walking around going, maybe that'll happen yeah. again. So even it was if cool. it never does. Yeah, it was cool. Yours and, sounds cooler because you guys were like super friends about yeah, it. Yeah, and then like when we were done, we like watched The Simpsons, and then they called me like a car home, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" You watched The Simpsons, and they called <laughs> you a car. Yeah, it's fucking dope. That's amazing. Yeah, but I don't think if I was in a relation. Yeah. That I would want to do a threesome. I think I would only want to be the guest star. Like, oh. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know if I, how I would feel well, about it. Well, given all the politics about it. Yeah. And I'm always kind of aware, like, because I've had friends who had three ways and then, like, the other person did seem to, like, have 
something that they became jealous of with the oh, other person. It was actually the two women. Wow. It was like, it was like shit, I, I thought this would be great for me. And yeah. typically it's the guy that's paying too much attention to the other girl or yeah. whatever. And it was the opposite. And it was like, oh, shit. Because let's be honest, the three is also a good way for people who are like, I guess it would be bi-curious mm-hmm. to be like, this is a safe way right. to let out some of the lesbian feelings. Yeah. And I think that went the wrong way for a friend of mine. And so you're right to be cautious. That's why most of the time sex and these sorts of sexual adventures don't make sense when I'm balancing the budget of my brain power and what I spend my time on. I don't want to be a guy with a pearl-handled six-shooter in (laughs) in the pocket of my bathrobe and a mustache and shag carpet and just be like a fuck guy who really just tries to make those things happen. If it happens the way that you're describing naturally and fun and good with clear boundaries and understandings, it's, that's okay, but I get yeah. if you if you and your when you and your crush yeah. get together, maybe you don't Put need to put that be, into the universe, dog. Get it out there, yeah. Get it out there, <laughs> which is also something that guys that have three ways do all the time. What they all have bits about it, and then it's just like you you're just saying, yeah. I have three ways. I want to have a three way. Yeah, I was thinking about do I want to talk about it on stage? I don't know. Yeah, it's a pretty good story. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't know like how to frame it. Like, I want to talk about three ways and like it. I'm like, maybe I should do some more research. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just like, how can I talk about it in a way that I think is like interesting? You know, I think that's like the biggest thing. Like with stand up, like you want to do it in a way that feels like fresh and new ish. And let's be funny. There's nothing much funny, especially as a dude. Because one time I've talked about it on stage, and it was because I was doing a show with Judd, actually. And he was like, have you ever had a three-way? And I was like, he's asking. Nobody's ever asked me that before. And I was like, yeah. And I could tell the audience was like, that's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not funny. Right. It's like you're- But why isn't it funny, though? Because you're basically a quarterback who won the Super Bowl (laughs) while also winning the World Series. And then mo- your, the natural yeah. reaction is, fuck that guy. Yeah. It's not comedic. If yeah. if you had a three-way as a fella and, like, you lost your boner or something, that's mm. funny. Because then you're like, oh, right. the, the fantasy's happening and I couldn't yeah. follow through. That would be funny. That would be yeah. worth talking about. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the only, like, I'm always like, life is so easy for guys. But I'm like, losing a boner has to be like. Girl. Boy, I <laughs> I do so much stand up about losing boners. I think uh, I have a bit right now where I'm like, I feel like most of male behavior can be explained by the idea that we're trying to keep momentum going <laughs> to get a boner later. Does that make sense? That's, That's why we walk around like, hey, bro, hey, bro. <laughs> and we're like, I got boners. I got real hard boners. That's why we wear wraparound Oakleys. That's why we listen to Kid Rock. That's why we watch boxing. We're like, yeah, I, I take a punch. Because <laughs> I've lost my erection because the dog looked at me weird. Like the dog walked it's in that the room. Your male erection is that fragile? I don't understand it can be. how. There's different qualities. Sometimes you get one and you're like, uh... Jesus Christ, we could like build a pottery barn with this as one of the supportive <laughs> beams. <laughs> and other times you're like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Like you've oh, got to. Oh, wow. Especially if it's in a condom. Get the fuck out of my face, condoms. I mean, I know, but I'm so terrified of 
being getting pregnant. Oh no, use condoms. Yeah, okay, good. I'm saying get the fuck out of my face because they're the worst. But don't they and make you was, last longer though? I'm not like a I don't have a hard time not. Right, you're ending, not a, I suppose. Okay, got it, got so it. I never was like this is great. Yeah. It was more like I'd have to focus to get off <laughs> oh, like you'd have to go into wow. like a jedi mind space to be like and now it's time to start enjoying this <laughs> and i gotta tell you yeah as a dude there's nothing worse than rolling a condom onto a dick that's only 70 percent there <laughs> you got a you got a hard 70 percenter <laughs> and you're rolling a condom and it's kind of baggy like a child in a grown-up sleeping bag <laughs> And then you hope once the fucking starts, it gets better. But it can go one of two ways. Yeah. So you're right. That's tough. But it's that's... really hard for women. Like it's hard for it was hard for me for a while with what sex. Is? Just like feeling comfortable. Like I used to um, really get stressed about a guy going down on me. It used to just like really. It's vulnerable, me... right? Yeah, but it was all. I always felt this pressure that I like need to like come quickly oh go against the stereotype yeah i was just like i don't i like he's been down there for a while i should like hurry and there's nothing that makes you want to come faster than thinking i haven't come in a while like yeah it. and so worst. i would be like so stressed out about it but i think yeah. also like the first time a guy like went down on me this is getting so personal <laughs> um he he was like he was like you're too too wet down there he said that he said that to me he's like you're so wet down there like, he, did he say too wet he said too wet he was like and i he was you dated the grinch who stole christmas <laughs> <laughs> he stole christmas and kind of lingered this yeah and i was just like and then i got self-conscious i was like i that's you know, a nightmare that's it's like it's my body this is like a fucking like salute to you yeah. and you're like this is too much Blah. but if you see again i i tried to talk about on stage men are weak strong yeah and women are strong weak like they so this is why i couldn't do it because i felt people would back away when i feel like women pretend to be weak sometimes mm. as like a that's what high heels are it's like i can't run <laughs> I can't run. <laughs> and your purse is so vulnerable and dangling. Yes. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> I, need, I need a chaperone. <laughs> and earrings that are so easy to yank out and long hair. You're vulnerable. Right. But it's an act because vaginas bare life. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. It's, it's straight Beyonce shit, but it's like strong enough to raise the children, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it is real straight. And men, yeah. if you said... The equivalent of your pussy's too wet yeah. to a guy, like your balls are too low. Yeah. That dick is going to go down by the O in low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why was... Kid Rock and Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, and to Sandman. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but that's but that a horrible was like, thing. And that was like, because I started late. Like sexually, and that was What's like late. I lost my virginity at twenty four. Okay, I was twenty one, twenty two. Cool, and I think this guy was cool, <laughs> cool, cool. And this was like maybe twenty three, and I was just like, it freaked me out because then I was like, I mean, like obviously I'd never gone on down a girl, so I'm like, I didn't know what too wet was, but I was like, I guess I'm doing something wrong, and it was like such a like yeah. crazy thing to have that be like the first thing. So then I think. It, I, I can't was in believe my head. you ever did it again. Because yeah. most girls that I've dated, 
they all have some sort of story like this. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Who are these guys? I picture them in white lacrosse hats <laughs> going like, man, it's a jungle down there. And then a woman's psyche is ruined yeah. for life. And I think it's, it's and like I watch porn and like everyone does, but I think it really warps guys' brains as to what women's bodies are like mm. sexually. Mm-hmm. And there is like this notion of like, we're supposed to come quickly, and it's like it's really hard for most women to come via, you know, yeah. intercourse, and like it's just like a whole, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like the stripperfication too. Yeah, I've never, uh, I, I shouldn't be proud of this, but for some reason I am. I've never gotten aroused in a strip club because mm. everything that's real has been removed. Right. So. This sounds like I'm calling women dogs. I'm not. But when my dog comes home from the groomer, it reminds <laughs> Great me. Great start. Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm comparing a, a, a stripper that gets so groomed yeah. that their humanity is almost like mm-hmm. washed away. I'm not. It's kind of no, weird to say. You, I know what you're when saying. When my dog yeah, comes yeah. home, he smells like a field, like a beautiful meadow. Yeah. And I'm like, where's my dog? Yeah, like, yeah. There's nothing human about a stripper that's been like kind of waxed and cleaned yeah. and shellac to the point where it's just like a, a Barbie doll or something. Yeah. And then they're skinny and they're weird and right. they do what they think you like. Like yes. I remember I was in a VIP room and it was ridiculous. I don't uh, like strip clubs, but I did go to one. I've been and to one and I had a blast. Did you? It was like a, so it was like a, a female on the, the, the lower level and male strippers on the second level. It was like super fun. Oh my God. They have both? Mm-hmm. And it was then, in Vegas. And then the, the ceiling collapses and everyone fucks. It was like sad. Keep that... these two people away from each <laughs> <Yeah>. other. <laughs> the the female stripper section was really sad. Like it was just nothing but sad dudes all like by themselves. Like it was really like depressing. Yeah. And then like the, the level that we were on with the male strippers, it was like Magic Mike. It was so much fun. Yeah. Literally like they were like hanging out with us and Literally. talking to us. And... I had this thing where, like, we were wondering, like, why are they, like, not coming over and talking to us? Like, we're cute. Like, why aren't they, like, giving us, like... And they're strippers. Yeah. (laughs) But they have this thing where, like, they don't... They, like, don't give out lap dances until you have alcohol. Because I think it's just too weird if everyone's sober. Uh, And there's just, like, a dude, like, shoving his dick in your face and everyone's sober. It's, like, that's weird. Yeah. So you have to be, like, a little lubed up. They give you a Chardonnay. Yeah. Before... The, yeah. hogs. <laughs> the, <laughs> the hogs, the hogs come out. <laughs> but that is, uh, there is something enviable about the w- females at the Magic Mike kind yeah, of situation. It, was so f- it felt like empowering, like they were cool right. and like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes. I, I'm not crazy about dudes. <laughs> like dudes in general. Like I just get yeah. like. We can't have fun in that way. There's no why equivalent can't, why of like. Why can't it be because the, fun like that for I you? I feel like, again, it goes back to that sort of yeah. weakness thing where we just want to. The strip clubs that I've been to, the fun of it, and I have gone to a strip club once, I'm remembering, where I did kind of like it. Mm. And it was because it was incredibly crowded. There was tons of women there, yeah. tons of strippers and regular women. And it was just. It was in Vegas. Yeah. It was packed and it felt like a party, but it felt like a party that you could ask any pretty girl you wanted yeah. to like sit on your lap. <laughs> so I'm, I get, I'm so like cute. nervous talking about this. Like I don't like admitting that that's yeah. something that I enjoyed, but that was kind of fun. And you're with friends, but it's yeah. never that great when you're sitting next to like, you know, another, like there's Dan Levy and there's a girl <laughs> on your lap. <laughs> yeah, that is You don't want to look over and Dan Levy's <laughs> writing a bit. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. <laughs> but there's that ownership thing. Yeah. I feel like women are better at surfing and men want to get in the water and, and be like, this is my ocean. Right. Like we go to the strippers not with the intention of like ever having a sexual anything with or them. Feeling it's feeling like you own them. Yeah. It's just like entertainment and it's fun. Right. And then you leave. But how many like cold case files have you watched where it's like he got obsessed with a stripper? Like yeah. that's the male yeah. thing is owning things and owning a beautiful thing and wow. like I think women are just like this is nuts yeah literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were like this is so crazy and right. then like we left right that was it yeah and we like went early like we had like an early like a 6 o'clock dinner Ugh. And we got there at seven thirty. Like we were See. fucking like thirty something broad. Should have like, been a lady. You should have been a lady. I actually think that's one of the reasons why I'm three way friendly is because I have mm. a lot of female energy. So it's kind that's of like good. this guy's like just kind of like a third lady, <laughs> and he has a flesh dildo that's attached to him. <laughs> Bring old flesh dildo in on this. <laughs> Afterwards, we'll gab. <laughs> Light pillow fights. It's gonna be great. Wait, so you so what you think you're you're like what, seventy thirty masculine Ooh. feminine? Ah. I bet I'm like sixty forty. Mm. Maybe seventy thirty on a, yeah. on a on a more I am decisive. Mm-hmm. I like to like it's funny, as much as I applaud my feminine side i do sometimes look at guys that are more feminine than me and i'm just kind of like make a decision (laughs) phil you know what i mean like so i do have a a gear where i'm like just pick a restaurant yeah you know yeah not to valerie but i am the decisive one i can make big decisions i'm cool in like pressure yeah not that those are masculine right but but like stereotypically yeah yeah yeah, they are stereotypically masculine but they're just strong Mm -hmm. things again to bring up beyonce she seems pretty secure too (laughs) Although, I'm like... Is she? I think she should have left Jay. Oh! Hot take! <laughs> Hot take, y'all! <laughs> Someone tweet at her! <laughs> Let's, like, honestly, Can I? I'm so excited right now. You go first. I'm not going to forget my if point. If <laughs> your sister beats the shit out of your husband because he's chronically cheating on you... Your sister beats the hell out... Oh, yeah. Solange... Yeah. Fought Jay. End it. That's insane. Okay, counterpoint? Sure. There's no fucking way they're monogamous. He has lyrics where he says, I promise to be monogamish. That's a lyric. They I have a I don't, deal. I don't think th- I don't think this is a Bill and Hillary situation. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. I've said my only point, and now I'm just going to concede to you. I bet you know more about this. I didn't even remember the Solange thing. It's like uh, Jay was like her first, like, legit release. Yeah. You know? It's just, I don't know. I just am like. So you think he kind of, like, captured a butterfly and then went out and fucked a whole bunch of other women? Yeah. Not a deal. Like, she can't go out and fuck other people. I don't, yeah. I mean, also, like, I think it would be harder for her to go out and, like, fuck dudes. Like, I think so many dudes would be intimidated to have sex with her. Because she's Beyonce or because Jay-Z? Because she's Beyonce. There's also the Jay-Z factor. I wouldn't want Jay-Z mad at me and that's no <laughs> i don't want any man mad at me i like want the the world in which jay-z is mad at you i do that's hilarious let me be clear just because it's not because he's a he's a, a, a black rapper yeah. i don't want michael bolton mad at me either <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't want it's like the sopranos where no one would fuck carmela soprano even though she tried to cheat because right. they didn't want 
Tony right. to kill them. Yeah, and I think it's harder. I think it would be harder for Beyonce. I don't know. Maybe she is. How like, are you? Get, what is she going to linger at an Applebee's? <laughs> How are you going to... Exactly. It'd be probably pretty easy to keep a lid on Beyonce. So you think... My thing was Lemonade, which was divine, was uh, manufactured. But you think it was real. I think it was legit. I also think she's very smart and like turned her pain into her project, which is great. Yeah. But I'm just like, girl, you can do better than him. Oh, shit. Girl. Oh, shit. Have you heard Watch the Throne? <laughs> I think she could. I think she should be with a dude who's like not in music, like fucking like a tech guy. You spend time thinking about Beyonce having like a quiet side life. I think she should have a chill life. Yeah, these private jets and rappers and fucking Kanye. No, she needs to date like a dude who yeah. like lives in I don't know fucking tech like tech world. But don't you think? Okay. If you and I, yeah, I'm not Jay Z, and we're talking about three ways and stuff. Yeah, imagine the shit you're doing if you're there. Right, them. that's true. If they're in Vegas, Jay could just be like, "I got 45 women and 17 <laughs> dudes coming up. That's the good ratio. I've done this before. You want 45 to 17? <laughs> you don't want too few dicks, right? Because after you come, you need some dicks to come in and like keep it going. <laughs> the party's got to keep going while I while I eat some peanut butter to get the protein up. <laughs> And and Beyonce is like hell yeah. I just yeah. don't think. I feel the same way about presidents. Like yeah. I, I I really because I buy into Obama and like the idea of the president mm-hmm. yeah, until recently. Yeah. Oh my god. But I was like, I don't think he would have cheated on Michelle. But I'm also kind of like, don't you think there's some weird retreats they're going no, on? No, I think they, they're so madly you don't think in so? love. They're I think they're madly in love. I think they're like any I wish couple. It wasn't Obama. What about Bill Clinton though? Bill Clinton. But I think they had an arrangement. Like, I think they had an agreement. Bill and Hillary. Yeah. I just want to fuck. Yeah. And, but I think it was like, it was like, you can do that, but don't fucking embarrass me. And yeah. Then the don't embarrass me clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some friends that have the don't embarrass yeah. me clause. I'm always worried about the don't embarrass me clause. Here's why. Why? If you really want to do the don't embarrass me clause, which is not what I do. Mm-hmm. We, Val and I, I don't want that arrangement. Yeah. Um, but the idea uh, you get somebody to your place, I, I've had friends that got, um, blackmailed by women. A guy I know had a three way <gasps> an hour later, they came back with dudes and they were like, uh, we're going to say it was not consensual unless <gasps> you pay us stuff like that. What? Yeah. I don't even want to, maybe I shouldn't even put that out there cause that's a terrible idea. That's I don't think wild. it, I don't think it worked by the way, yeah. cause it's kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, like a three-way situation, like how? Yeah. I, I, well, that's that's not really my point. It was just a, a bad thing. And then yeah. there's all the people that take photos with like sleeping. Like I'm here with Tom Brady, and you yeah, take a photo and you Instagram it, and you're just like, well. Yeah, that's the thing where I feel like if we were much more chill about sex in this country, it's like like in Europe, there's no it w- wouldn't matter. I took a picture with European Tom Brady. First yeah. of all, there is no European, Tom Brady. <laughs> but like no one cares. It's like okay, you fucked a hot dude, right? Great, Good yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like in so many other parts of the country, if you're in Holland and you're just like, Mama, <laughs> I, I had a, a lesbian f- five way last night. She'd yeah. be like. Would you pass the croissant? <laughs> like it's not a big deal yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Crazy. I want you to get with your crush. Me too. What's his name? First I name? Almost, I almost fell for it. I was like, who? <laughs> and I was like, no, girl, girl. 
actor? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything to you about anything. Just know that I have a crush, and that's it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's like the first, like... Enjoy it. ...real crush I've had since the breakup. Like, I've liked guys, but it's like, mm, this one, I'm like... <gasps> yeah. Do you yeah. want to get married? I don't know. <laughs> I could do, like, the Goldie Hawn, like, Kurt Russell thing. Like, I don't think marriage... Oh, they just stayed together a long yeah, time? Yeah, I don't... I've That's never, what Val and I were going to do. I never, like, dreamt about my wedding. Like, I don't want a ring. Like, yeah. I just want to find, like my soulmate eventually. Yeah. And like build a life together. Like that's what I want. I got to say, and I'm not trying to persuade you, Val and I living together. Yeah. Being very open about wanting to stay together. Mm -hmm. And then we did get engaged and something in my psyche just kind of like clicked. I was surprised Mm. that it felt bigger than what it just was. Yeah. You're just like, well, here's a ring. You already knew I wasn't going to leave you. Yeah. And that we're going to be together. But suddenly like I I told somebody it was like splashing cold water on your face. Yeah. Everything like kind of woke up. This like liturgical symbol, mm. an external symbol of the internal. Yeah, how felt do you, good. How do you feel about like this is your second time around? Yeah, which is like exciting because it's like you learn so much from the first time. Well, that do you feel like you're gonna like fucking crush it? I don't know? feel like my first marriage was a marriage. I know that's kind of nuts. Oh, I was so young. How old were you? I was 22. Wow. Yeah, like Mormon style. Wow. So, is this a high school sweetheart or something? College kind of sweetheart, wow. yeah. We only okay. dated for a year <gasps> and a half, maybe tops, that wow. we got married. And a lot of it had to do with talk about hang ups on sex. It's like, well, we had had sex and I'm only going to have sex with my wife. And then we got married. Oh, so you guys lost your virginities to each other? Before, yeah. No, ah. no, no. She had had sex oh, okay. with other people. But got I, it. the first time she went down on me, I've told this story before, I was like, well, we're getting married. Like I thought. I thought that I was oh, that's, like that's so because I used to be that way. It's so sweet in your twenties when uh, you're like, we had sex, we're together forever, and it's like you, right. you can have sex with people and not be more right. Than that. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But for some reason, I I do have that like, you know, that twinge of like, oh, this is how I got hurt before. Because mm. just as like getting engaged feels better than you'd think it would, it reminded me that getting divorced feels worse than. It should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you're just like, oh, a relationship's ending, but it it hurts more because there was, like, a ceremony and a thing about right. it, I think. But I also kind of feel like a spell has been lifted. Like, I've been feeling happier and just, like, more alert. Mm-hmm. Val's been joking that I'm, like, making small talk with waiters. Like, I can't stop, like, <laughs> chatting up strangers That's and cute. petting dogs and high-fiving babies and stuff. Yeah. Like, I just kind of feel... This kind of a little uh, dramatic here, but a little bit of a healing. Like I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Doesn't it sound like an old myth or something. It's like you get divorced and then you don't feel complete again until you yeah. get married again. I don't know. Aww. I didn't expect any of that. Yeah, I thought it would be like, oh, it's fun. We're gonna have a party and we'll dance yeah. and we'll drink and it'll be silly and fun. But it feels greater than just what it is. That's so cool. So yeah, I didn't expect it. But I like the Goldie Hawn. Who was it? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, I just like, I just feel like all that stuff doesn't really matter to me. And it might once I meet the right guy and I'll be right. like, I definitely want to get married. But even then, I think I would do something super low key. Like, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't wear white. It's like, we all know. <laughs> we all know what's going on. When did white mean? It's so fucking I'm dumb. a virgin. It's like, I've taken in a butt. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need to wear white. I don't need to keep this lie going. It should be like karate belts. Yeah. <laughs> I wear a brown be. belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she does anal. She does anal. 
<laughs> well, we're taking some of that stuff out. There's like no dad walking down the aisle. Yeah. There's no like, you know what I hate about weddings? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Holmes invite you. Shut yeah, the no, fuck up. I'm not changing my last name. Neither's Val. Great. All the women. <laughs> and I love it. I I did yeah. that thing with it was my parents' wedding, and there's something so redemptive and better for me about like no we're paying for this party we're throwing it Mm -hmm. i'm not inviting your friends mom (laughs) that's great i made a joke with them i was like you guys are barely invited (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing it feels so much better it's a completely different person and that's why it feels like a nice click bookend to the first one which was i got engaged because my mom was like you should get married Wow. It was crazy. I didn't even really think about it. I was like, well, we're moving to Chicago and maybe you, we can but live you, together. You guys loved each other, but it wasn't like marriage was really a discussion between you two. It's one of the things I'm kind of most embarrassed about is that my mom was at a Chili's in Burlington mm-hmm. was like, you should get married. And she just was so certain of it. I was mm. like, oh, she's right. I should. Yeah. And then I called my now ex-wife and I was just like I think we should get like there was no proposal that's why this time oh, hot air balloon yeah, ring yeah. Val changed your mind on the ring conflict free yeah. <laughs> I like that conflict free diamond yeah that's great <laughs> I'm whispering into yeah. the mic <laughs> conflict free anyway I didn't mean to blab so much about that no I wanted to ask you about it because I think it's, it's exciting I appreciate yeah but and then you're just open to love finding your partner I'm open to love I'm open to having like some like fun, sexy adventures yep. and like seeing what comes of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, I want to find a boyfriend. Cause like all my other boyfriends, oh, like it was like sheet. within like, I think it's never taking longer than two and a half weeks before I was like, so we're boyfriend, girlfriend now. Like it was always just like immediately. Me too. And then now, like in my 30s, I'm like, maybe it should like take some time. Yeah. To like get to know the person and be like, do you want to be in this relationship? Right. As opposed to like, well, I just want to have a relationship. Yeah. 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 Is it them or is it just that you want to be in a relationship? That's one of the hard questions. Exactly. Because it sucks being alone for, for some people worse than others. Yeah. Some people really like it. Yeah. But some people are like, I just can't be alone and she's there. Yeah. I kind of think that's what my first marriage was. I was like, mm. I'm scared to go to Chicago. I'm scared to live on my own, find my own place, yeah. trying to make it as a comedian, and I need support. And she was she was there, and she was supportive and loving. And I was yeah. like, let's do this. Yeah. But, you know, our honeymoon, we drove to Chicago to, to start improv class, like, the next week. Oh, <laughs> was, that's romantic. Yeah, right? Yeah. That is, like, all you need to know yeah. to side with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, you, uh, one of the things Jamie and I talked about was that you have very, oh, do you have to go? No, I'm good. I was just checking the time. We have like woke parents. She said your parents are mad woke. They are. Which is great because you They're have a really model smart. of yeah. like a loving, good relationship. Yeah. They've been together for, how old was my brother? They've been married 36 years and I think they've been together 40 total. Whoa. They met my brother. My my brother. My dad was sixteen. My mom was twenty. And they shut up. Yeah, yeah he like has such a crush on her and like asked her That's out. The same age difference as you and your ex, by the way. I know. Hit it. These are the types of interviews only I can do. 
I will remember the age difference between you I and your know. boy. It, <laughs> it, it, it was very much like, am I just like trying to like duplicate my parents' relationship? And their their relationship well, be... is great, but I also like we're different people. Yeah, and like I'm different than my parents. They're much more like homebodies and. I'm much more excitable. I like yeah. to go out more. So adventures. Yeah, I like to have adventures. But um, yeah, and they they got married, and they had my brother. My dad was like twenty when they had my brother, twenty four when they had me. Wow, it's crazy. Wow, I'm thirty two, and I'm like I'm not ready to be a parent. I don't even know if I want to have kids. I know. I think about that yeah. too. I, once you start becoming the age that your parents were when they had babies, mm-hmm. it's a strange thing. Yeah. And my parents were late thirty, so I'm kind of just oh, getting that's great. there. You got time. Yeah. <laughs> and Val's late twenties. So yeah, that, and that you're works you're, out. you're what thirty five? Oh, bless your heart. I'm thirty seven. I mean, well, it's close. You, you were very close. Yeah, you're young. But you... <laughs> looking in the face. Um, Your body looks gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Just neck up, baby face. Neck down, fucking old man. <laughs> it's crumbling like leaves down there. You but cr- you have you time. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I don't know if I want to have kids, but I'm like, I guess I got to start thinking about freezing my eggs, which is like, so I'm resentful insane. that I have to think about that. Isn't it weird that the biology of the woman has not progressed with the, like the ideology of the woman? Yeah. You, know I mean? like you guys can, are so free and mm-hmm. woke and evolved and your body is still like, you should get pregnant in your 20s. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, I don't know if what like, I'm going to do. Yeah. I own I was going to say Enron. I couldn't think of any company. I own Amazon. And it's like, have a baby. You don't understand. <laughs> Your body's fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah, that's a trick. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that uh, you guys have to make that type of decision. Because I, I, have, I have friends like that, too, that are like, it's either freeze them or shut the door forever sort of thing. But I think I would adopt. Like, maybe I'm like, I'll just have, I'll just adopt kids. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so not married to the idea that like they we need to share DNA. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I yeah. love that. I love that. Well, we always end by talking about God. Oh, you already great. said you're an agnostic. Yes, I am. Um, a love. Thanks. <laughs> love and agnostic. <laughs> open. Yeah. Means open, but not really buying into any certain method or structure. Right. But open. Yes. But who knows. Who knows? And also, like, I am I'm open to everything. And I, I'm spiritual. Like, I feel like I'm very connected to the universe. Yeah. And so, like, that's fine. But, like, I just don't know if I would ever... Like, I do like the ceremony of religion, like the gathering. Yeah, it's like the and, ring. It's like, why does it feel good to eat yeah. bread and wine or whatever it might be for people? We like external symbols of yeah. how we feel. And that's really wonderful, but I'm like... I just don't. I just don't think that's for me. But like, I like observing it, and sure. I like talking about it. How were people. you raised? Uh, never raised anything. So my parents both grew up in like super, super religious households, and I, I think it was what like kind? really. Uh, I forget what. It doesn't matter. But like, it was definitely like <laughs> my dad played piano in the church choir. And like he used to love playing piano. He never plays it. It was just like not. It was like not a good experience for oh, him at all. Burned. Yeah, it was really he lost piano in the breakup. Yeah, there was a lot. It was just a lot of just like it was too much. It was like a lot of pressure. Like just not. It was just like not good energy. A lot at of guilt. All. And... Yeah, and just like his mom was just like not. Just like they didn't grow up like in the best home environments. Mm. I'll say that. And so 
when he and my mom like left the church, they like basically like kind of like had to say bye to everybody because it was like all this like people were like didn't like my mom. They didn't like that they were together. Like they would talk shit about them all the time, and they were just like, we don't fucking need this. So like they like left and like. Mm. I mean, you know, they, like, didn't have that much money, and, like, it was just, like, a whole, like... But they were, like, we're starting this shit over. Yeah, Yeah. and so, and my dad's dad, my dad never met his dad, Hmm. and then my mom's dad, he died, what, 54, alcoholic, but he gave his blessing for them to be married. He was like, I love this guy. You should marry him. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was really, really liked my dad. Um, and so, yeah, I just grew up in like just not great, like mentally or emotionally like stable environments, and like they just wanted to start over, and like they're like amazing parents. That's an adventure. Yeah, I mean that's very romantic. I know it's unfortunate. Yeah, but it is romantic that they're like, we don't like these people. Let's make new people. Yeah, and so like, they start like their own thing. Like they're like such great grandparents. Like I have a niece, and like they're so wonderful and awesome, and it's like really kind of cool to be like wow they like went through so much and like look at them now mm. it's like really rad and they didn't feel the need they, to take you to church no so i i when i went to um my brother and i went to like a private catholic prep school so we like did mass and all that stuff oh, there wow. but i and that didn't like stick to you that kind of traditional catholic my body is evil yeah <laughs> like jesus is mad at me yeah no it just didn't stick with me but i was like i like some of the the lessons here but i just yeah okay i'm just like a free bird you're a free bird yeah just like float around and oh yeah. i love it yeah it's like you've uh been to the puppet show and seen the strings and you're just like yeah. that's fine that's okay i don't need it yeah but i was like maybe maybe i could get into buddhism i don't know i'm just like it uh, Buddhism speaks to you a little bit. Yeah, because I'm a workaholic and I'm a very tense person. I carry everything in my body, so the idea I'm, of letting go. Yeah, <laughs> I need to like learn how to relax, and it's really hard for me to yeah, do that. Yeah, because I'm always thinking. Like I'm just my brain like never shuts. Well, it off. sounds like you would like meditation or something. Yeah, so yeah. I want to try and do. Med- do you meditate yeah, at all? Yeah, I do like every it. day. I'm not strict about it, but I try yeah. to do it. I don't even try to do it. I like doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm yeah. not rigorous about it. But I've been trying to get a little bit better about it. And what I'll do is I'll do it right before bed. That feels, ooh. Ooh. Okay, I like that. And you know what it is? Speaking of Buddha, the best, because sometimes people message me and they're like, how do you meditate? And the way that Buddha meditated in the story mm-hmm. is that he just followed his breath. So all you have to do oh. is sit still and when you're following your breath, what, what it really is, you're focusing on a feeling. You're feeling it go in your nose and come out your mouth or in your mouth, out your nose, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So you just focus on that feeling. And then the only thing a, a good teacher would like, you know, elaborate on that technique is you sit with a straight back. For some reason, that just li- lines you up, makes it feel better. Yeah. I don't know why. It, you'll get into like a, almost like a trance and it just feels good to support your own back. Mm-hmm. I usually start with something behind my back, but by the end, I'm like sitting kind of like like the eagle on the back of a quarter. Yeah. Just kind of like strong <laughs> and still. Yeah. And you just follow your breath. And then the only other thing you need to do is when you have thoughts, not if you have thoughts, mm-hmm. don't get mad, don't judge them. You just mm-hmm. kind of like wash 
watch them. You just acknowledge them like, hello, that's fine. And you just go back to the breath back. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you try it and you're like, but I'm still singing the baby back ribs chili song. (laughs) It's just go like, hello, chili song. And then just go back to the breath. And you'll you'll be surprised. The other thing is not just relaxing. It'll also make you feel kind of high. Mm. And that's what I like about it. I like relaxing. Yeah. But you'll step into a puddle of like bliss every once in a while. Yeah. And even that, you can't cling. Talk about Buddhism. Don't yeah. cling to the bliss. Don't cling to the distractions. It's all just kind of yeah. passing through you. Yeah, because I think about death all the time. I'm like, really? Do you? Yeah. Which I think is why I work so hard. Because you think death is right behind you? Mm-hmm. It is. That's a big Buddhist thing. Some Buddhist monks meditate in cemeteries and in oh. Tibetan stuff. A lot of times they're just leaving bodies out to decompose. So you're literally sitting around corpses rotting and skeletons and oh, birds and shit. That seems a little extreme. It is. Yeah. We don't have an equivalent here. Yeah. But thinking about your own mortality is and embracing it. Yeah. It's like not clinging to life is one of the reasons why these guys can be so okay. That's the goal of a Buddhist, by the oh, way, yeah. is when you're dying to not cling to anything. <sighs> it's to just fully exhale and I'll be so sad man yeah (laughs) yeah I get it I think I really would be but I think I'd be okay with it I guess I don't know but that's our work and talk about your 30s uh, for me that becomes like how do I feel about death how can I change how I feel about Mm -hmm. death it's definitely going to happen yeah and how can I do it consciously if it is the sort of thing that's slow and you know it's coming yeah or one of the reasons why people are trying to be here now and be aware is because you could die at any moment. I know that could freaks you out. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of always be ready yeah. to be like, I died presently yeah. and alive. Yeah. I died alive. I, oh, I love that. <laughs> That's good. I died alive. That's great. That's a tattoo. I died alive. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Instead of, you know, it's just like being able to appreciate every part of life yeah. and finding a way to appreciate your mm-hmm. own death and learn from it. Yeah. That's some Oprah shit right that there. That is some Oprah shit. God damn it. Yeah. Here's a great quote. Ramdas says he thinks, he's this great guy I love, <laughs> that most people do profound, the most profound spiritual work of their life in their last five minutes of being alive because wow. you don't cling at all. And you see your hard work and my hard work, we're all clinging. We're trying mm-hmm. to build monuments to our life and we take photos and memories and stuff. But in that last five minutes, both you and I will look and we'll either be terrified or we can laugh right. and go, look at everybody clinging as if anything's happening at all. And you just kind of surrender wow. and melt like quick into milk. <laughs> that I, that might be like kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that idea of sur- surrendering and just kind of like... You know, I'm like trying to be more at peace and more like not trying to control and not trying to hold on. And right. it's, it's hard. I like that. Another great Ram Dass is he goes, what if you knew the world was going to end in 15 minutes? He's like, what would you do? Would you, he goes, would you have a sneaky joint? Would you get high yeah. real fast? Would you try and have sex or eat a sandwich or something? That's that sort of mentality. It's like, uh, what are you doing yeah. other than being present? And staying aware and staying connected yeah. in that flow that you and I are talking about that keeps you having serendipities and having little psychic moments, staying on that frequency. It's not about just decadence or achievements. Mm-hmm. It's about remaining. It's like today, playing today only. Yeah. And you're there and you're in it. It's tricky. Damn. It's an interesting exercise. The world's going to end. What do you yeah. do? 
That's great. For Thank these you. guys, they're like they they center themselves and they and they try and be fully yeah in the moment. Yeah, I'm glad we're able to do this. I think I was supposed to do this podcast to hear that. Really? Yeah. Well, that was great. I'll give you my because I know scheduling was tough, girl. 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 What's tough? I said scheduling this was tough. It was tough. Yeah. So I'm glad that we were able to make it work so I could receive I, that lesson. I just yeah. blabbed so much. I want to hear more about you before we close. Just did you, when you die, do you think it's over? Yeah, I think this is it. That's your gut? Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. And so I'm very, like, I I love the, the play Hamilton. I know that's controversial to say. Uh, I love Hamilton. But, like, I was really. I'm ins- the only guy that was like, it was okay. Yeah, we just no, we're not friends anymore. Wow, way to fucking ruin this! Ah! <laughs> hey, what do you mean? It's so great. Oh it my was, god, it was a great. I cried. I oh. wanted to cry when yeah. his son is dying. I'm like, yeah, ease up, guys. This is a little heavy-handed. <laughs> my boy, my boy. I was like, oh, I just don't like musicals. That's my problem. Oh, I love because it's musical. clearly amazing. Yeah. I just it's just not for me. Yeah, but Good I really love the story of like, you know, um you have this short of, he, he did so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And so I was like really inspired by that to be like what I could do so much. Yeah. I can literally do so much and I've spent and I think we all spend our lives as kids thinking we could do so much and the society tells us that we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. And then we have the journey of like getting back to that space where we can do more than we think we're capable of. So like I was really inspired by that and I think that really is like a, it's pushing me to just like accomplish a lot with like work, friends, family and like, you know, I see Like when they're like, Hamilton wrote 321 essays. Yeah, and I'm like, That's so funny. yeah, I can fucking develop a TV show, and if it doesn't go, I'll, do, I'll develop another one. Who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a, a an icon, like a symbol of yeah. strength that you think about, and you think about Hamilton. I get yeah. that. Yeah. And so, especially dead over, yeah. you're like, let's do this So now. I'm like, this is like the only life that I'm going to have. And it's later than you think. Yeah. And, you know, I'm 32, so I'm finally like... Feeling yeah, you've like written I'm, a book already. I know I've written it's a amazing. book, and so <laughs> you can't touch my hair. I want to. Uh, right. Yeah, you can't touch my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't touch my hair. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't touch your it. book because Val loved the book. It's on our shelf, and I see your face, oh. and you look angry, and every day I'm like, Phoebe, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't touch your hair. Oh, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, when I was telling my publisher, I was like. For the book cover, I was like, I think we have to fill Collins this and my face has to be on it because no one ever remembers an author's name yeah, and like who they are. So I'm like, you see my face and then my name, you're going to remember it. And then when I see it out, I'm like, oh, that's my face. It feels weird. Like, I don't know. Do you feel weird seeing like the crashing billboards and it's like your face and you're like, oh. Yeah, it's very surreal. Yeah. And it's a lot of you. Yeah. That's the feeling that you have to... It's a new emotion. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm having the a lot of meme emotion. Yeah. Um, but I am a huge believer. All the album covers I've had have been my face. Yeah. Phil Collins style. Yeah. But that's just, when it's, I have friends that are like, it's like a cartoon of them or like a, a faraway shot. I'm like, yeah. guys, this is going to be on iTunes and it's a little icon. You need to get your, your it's mar- face. It's simple marketing. It's simple marketing. Yeah. Basic stuff. I love the cover. It's a great Thank cover. Thank you. Maybe Tucker. The book. Took the cover. No way. Yeah, she's great. I love her. She is the best. Yeah. Some of my favorite uh, photos are Mindy Tucker's. Yeah. 
But you've already done that, so you've already Hamiltoned mm-hmm. pretty hard. Yeah. So I want to have a TV show. Want to do some movies. My right dr- movies? Yeah. Like my dream is to like do a romantic comedy because mm. I don't think they've been done well. Mm-hmm. And like when Harry Met Sally is like my all time favorite romantic mm-hmm. comedy. It's just two people talking. I'm like, that's all you need in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And a wagon wheel table. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> Carrie Fisher, all of it. It's so good. It's, just per- it's a perfect film. I know. It's yeah. great. It's yeah. really, and it is just two people talking. Yeah, that's the is, whole thing. That's the kind of stuff I like to write too. Yeah. If if you watch Crashing, you'll notice there's a lot of scenes of it two, comes two out to three people talking. When February nineteenth. <sighs> <laughs> How are you feeling? That's so exciting! It's I an HBO I, show. That's fucking huge. I'm super excited, and then I also think I'm anxious somewhere underneath all that because mm-hmm. you're like because I catch myself being anxious about other things that never used to make me anxious. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is because the show's premiering and you want people to like it. Yeah. We call it my anxiety pooling. Like, oh. I say to Val, I'm like, I'm really nervous for some reason about being late to this party. And she's like, your anxiety's pooling in yeah. that issue. And it has nothing to do with that. That's so exciting. That's all men need to do is realize, like, my dad should have been like, I'm not mad <laughs> about my french fries being cold. Yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> Your mother is constantly tormenting me. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still married? Unfortunately. Oh, no. JK, that's just okay. a joke I make. They are together. Okay. They're 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 fine. Yeah. <laughs> they're fine. That that nice way to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're a good group. Yeah. They're just some of the weirdest people you'll ever meet. Mm. The way that I describe them is I'm like, they're not really people. Like whatever you're expecting, yeah. it's not gonna be that. I had no uh... idea my family was so weird until I started bringing girls home to meet them, and then I was well, like, "What's weird about them?" It's kind of hard to. It's kind. It's a bigger conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do it I, for I, another episode. And it's also hard to explain. I'll give you one example. Okay. My mom will make jokes with information in them that only she could have. That's oh, a good one. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and then I turn to the clown and I go, "Beulah base," and we don't laugh. And she's like, "Beulah base is what my dog's name was in the seventies." <laughs> I'm like. Mom, only you could know. <laughs> Beulia base. Yeah. Why are you doing this? It's it's kind of like a strange inwardness. Mm. And my dad's that way too. Yeah. Uh, but I love him. Yeah. But I try, I try, uh, you know, yeah, let's talk about something else. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, let's, what should we close on? Oh, do you know the hardest time you've ever laughed? Or one of them? Oh, God, recently. Oh, so <laughs> Michelle Buteau is in town. And we hey, both... boo-boo. Yeah, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> My husband made some sort of finger snack. Brown, brown titties, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, we were hanging out, because we both did Guy Branham's uh, game, talk show, The Game Show. Uh-huh. Was it fun? It was super fun. And she she had done it that day, and I was doing it the next day. And I went to go see her and just like run her sides because she had an audition. And we were both have been so jet lagged this trip, and we were just like hanging out and talking. And she couldn't figure out a reference for something. <laughs> and I said with such confidence, I was like, "Do you mean Newsies on Broadway?" 
And she was like, what in the fuck are you talking about? We just started laughing so hard. She was like, you said that with such confidence. And I do that all the time where I'm like, you mean this? And she was like, wait, do I mean? No, I don't mean that. You said that. it so persuasively. Yeah. She thought for a second she did mean yeah. these on Broadway. And she was like, that's not at all what I was talking about. And we just started laughing so hard. And I love those conversations when you're tired. Yep. And you're hang- and you don't want you don't want to like not hang out with your friend because you're having so much fun. Right. You were like, we should go to sleep, but then we just keep hanging out. Yes. And we were just we just hung out for like two hours and we were like laughing so hard. This is why the grown up sleepover. It's, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. But back when we were kids, it's like that's why we have three ways. Yeah. <laughs> There's giggling, and you stay up and joke. It's like, yeah, you have sex, but there's also it's like the funny, Simpsons. silly. So I, I, just went to watch, I just went to watch when Simpsons you... with them. That was it. Ah, <laughs> ah, 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 perfect. Perfect episode. Uh, Thank, I, I rate the episode at the end. <laughs> Perfect episode. This was super fun. Super fun. I want to come back on. You can come back anytime. I'd love to do a live one and return the favor. Yeah. Because our live audiences are nice That and would fun be great. I didn't know what was what was going to happen. Because I, I interview people all the time. <laughs> oh. So to be on the other side of that. Did it feel good? It felt great. I didn't blab too much? No, it was a good, it was a nice. Where I blabbed it was a, a good give and take. Well, that's why we do two hours. It's an hour for you, an hour for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we have the guests say keep it crispy at the end. Would you say keep it crispy? Oh, yeah. Hey, booze, keep it crispy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now leaving Nerdist.com.